Spain. A Dutch MEP, Morita Schaka, says scenes from the crash site have been deeply troubling. I find it hard to understand how people can find peace of mind after seeing tampering with the site of the downing of the plane. It is actually appalling that this has happened and I believe that there is a very deep mix of grief and anger in the Netherlands that will last for a very long time. Taxi drivers in Luton say they're not defending themselves against verbal or racial abuse for fear of losing their livelihoods. It comes after a cabbie had his windows smashed in with a hammer during a racially motivated attack on Sunday. This taxi driver says the council more often sides with customers than drivers in disputes. The licensing don't give us enough protection and don't give us enough information to tell us how to protect ourselves. And that's the biggest problem. The main fear that anybody or any taxi driver, I don't know if they'll say this to you or not, is the fear of losing their badge if they defend themselves. And every taxi driver here has probably got that fear. The Italian cruise ship, the Costa Concordia, will be towed to its home port of Genoa today for scrapping. The vessel capsized after crashing into a reef, killing 32 people. Alan Johnston reports. The ship, which is longer and heavier than the Titanic was, is being kept afloat by huge buoyancy chambers attached to her hull. And in this delicate condition, she'll be towed very slowly at walking pace. The wreck will be surrounded by an armada of 14 tugs, pollution control craft and other vessels. In sports, striker Paul Benson has signed a two-year contract with Luton after being released by Swindon Town. Benson, who spent last season on loan at Kenilworth Road, scored 18 goals in 38 games. The weather will be cloudy at first, but staying dry with plenty of sunshine. Top temperatures around 28 degrees Celsius. That's 82 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Cats knocking off early! BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a good mixed town. There's lots of things going on. It's all about where you live. Everybody's so nice and friendly. That's what I like about it. And all this week we're featuring Stotfold and Henlow. It's a very friendly, gentle place to live. We've only been here for a few years and been made to feel really welcome. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wagwan. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. On today's show, rows, rows and more rows. Row one. Two councils go head-to-head on housing. Row two. Taxi drivers say they're fed up of rowing with racists. And row three. Aylesbury residents say a roundabout is dangerous, but the council doesn't think it's dangerous enough. It's all kicking off on the show this morning, guys. If you want to give us a call, uh, then you can do 08459 455 555. I don't know why I give the phone number out at this junction in the morning, because there's no one really... No one no one has the gajones to call in at four minutes past six on a, on a morning. I'm ready. Sorry? I'm ready. Well, I was hoping you were ready about 35 minutes ago when you turned up for work. I'm ready for the, this phone call. Then. Oh, OK, right. Well, let's... Um, OK, right. Hang on a second. Let's just do this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. No, OK. Let's just wait for a phone call. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Who's who's got the cojones to call us at four minutes past six? I what? dare you. What's a cojona? It's, it's a, um... a Spanish ball. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh. Sorry. Have you given them a reason to call? They also call them huevos. Huevos. Eggs. 
Where are my webos? Who has the eggs to phone us? Who's, who's got the webos? Where's my webos? I want to have a webos, please. <laughs> but do they have a reason to call? Yeah, I've dared them. Uh, I see what you've done. Oh, that was a good one. I've got to, You've got no webos today, Carlos. <laughs> Whoa! Someone's got webos! I don't know what to say to them! Ask them how the regs are. Oh, who am I speaking to? Oh. I bet it's Jeffrey from Bracknell. All right, where are you calling from, Kev? 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 I don't know a Kev. Well, you're about Kev. to. Kev? Kev, can I put you straight through? Kev has got webosh. Down the line. Kev and his balls are on fade away. <laughs> Kev? Yes, good morning, Ian. How are your eggs? Ah, my eggs are brilliant, and I've got the bottles as well. You tweeted me. I, I was a bottler the other day. Oh, hang on a minute. Why did I tweet you? Because my f- I live in Northampton, out in the country, where some places we don't have mobile phone signals. Oh. But hang on, but I wouldn't have tweeted you for that, wouldn't I? Would yes. I? yes, we did. We were having a, a conversation on, um, uh, what's it? You went through my Twitter account as well. Oh, you were probably rude about me. What did you say that was rude? <laughs> what was I rude about? I don't remember. I'm, I'm struggling to remember the, the conversation. Why, why, why would I have gone... I would have only have gone through your Twitter account if I suspected that you had been rude about me. No, no, because you were busy following someone else and you were saying about who was following you. What? Uh, yeah, you were talking about who was following you on Twitter. Right. And I said, oh, I'm following you on Twitter, and you got well excited. Did I? Yeah, you jumped into my oh. uh, Twitter account and you said, oh, you're very political. Yes. Oh! Yeah. I don't mm. Political Kev. Oh, it's political Kev! Oh, Kev, I do. I apologise for. Look, look, look at me. This is the the problem with the twenty first century, Kev. Please, I'm please always on the defensive. Don't, don't apologise to me. You're going to upset everyone. I, no, I've accused you of being a bully, sir. When you're nothing but a, a, a gentleman. <laughs> What's up? But uh, six oh. o'clock in the morning. You, oh, <laughs> oh, me. More like a muppet at this time in the morning. So hang on a minute, you're listening in Northampton. Um, yeah. Do we broadcast in Northampton, Paul? Is that part of uh, our remix? They, they have their own station. Borders, don't they? borders. They yeah. have their own station. Maybe the borders, though. With the with the border. Don't you have BBC Radio Northamptonshire? Yes, we do. But we also have um, what is it? Uh, Flevius, uh, JVS. Oh, uh, ah, yes, yes. Yes, he comes in and waddles over here and uh, waddles. You pinch a bit of, yeah, you pi- yeah. you pinch a bit of our uh, Bernie Keith as well. Yep, well, we, we we pinch a bit of Bernie Keith. He loves it, to be honest. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a tart in that respect. Okay, yeah. you had the cojones to call in, and I appreciate it. Next time, well, next time, maybe call in when we have something we can talk about. Well, we could talk about something that you uh, spoke about yesterday about Nicky Campbell. I mean, he was ready at four minutes past six, but um, you was still getting together at four minutes past six. Ouch. I missed the first, I'm sorry, I missed the first minute, three minutes of your show. You just, you just pwned me. You just pwned me, Kev. But I appreciate that, and you've kept me on my toes. Thank you for calling in. No problem. The there we go. Only get better. No. <laughs> Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. Someone who had the what is it? The mor- the mulos. The mulos. Huevos. The mulos to call me. Mulos. Yeah, the mulos to. I don't know got, what you're talking. You got the mulos to call me up and out five and past six in the morning. Sí, tenía los huevos para llamarte. Stop that now. Uh, excellent stuff indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Been handed a strange font, but we'll proceed anyway. Now BBC Three <laughs> Counties Radio. 
has uncovered a bitter row over housing between Luton and Central Bedfordshire councils. Luton has launched a legal challenge against plans for thousands of homes to the north of Houghton Regis, arguing it's the wrong kind of housing. Well, uh, political reporter Paul Scoynes is more on this. Paul, what's going on? Well, Ian, uh, it's well known, we've done lots on this programme before, that Luton has a chronic housing shortage. Oh, yes. And the problem is for Luton is it's a very small area uh, with a very small boundary, but it needs to build lots more houses. And the council tell me that they can only manage around another 6,000 in the town, but it needs 18,000 for Luton alone. And then, you know, the additional area outside of Luton probably needs 30,000 too. So a huge uh, uh, undertaking in order to to sort of meet those numbers. Um, So on the face of it, it should probably welcome nearly 6,000, 5,500 homes on its doorstep, right? I would have thought so. Wrong. Oh. Uh, Luton Borough Council has confirmed to me it is in the early stages of a judicial review, so a legal challenge uh, to the High Court in order to uh, stop plans for this large development. It says it's nowhere near enough homes for them and not the right type of housing. And I suppose, Ian, it does underline, re-underline, if you like, the, uh, the strained relationship between those two councils. OK, so what are the plans then? Well, these over over five thousand homes plus uh, a large amount of retail space and uh, and and retail distribution space, so warehouses basically to the north of House and Regis, up to this A5 M1 link road, which is going to run just over the top of uh, House and Regis to the M1. Um, the plans actually date back to around 2012, but they seem to have dropped. They were around in the original plan, somewhere like 7,500. They've now gone down to about 5,500. Mm. Um, Luton says its allocation, so the number of affordable homes it would have control over, has dropped from about 17% to around 5%. So what are the objections then? Well, the sources in Luton tell me uh, that they think that the plans haven't been properly put through and uh, they object to the redrawing of the green belt boundary. They say that uh, they don't know enough about the background papers they haven't been given them uh, they say there's too much retail in the proposals uh, when they say that the original plans that would allow any development on the green belt were uh, basically just to, to help Luton's overspill uh, and they also say and this is probably the key point here really that uh, that Central Beverage has failed in its duty to mm. cooperate because it's a neighbouring council has a duty if you like to, to to try and work with the other councils in this matter and that means that Luton loses out. Any officials say anything about this? Well, we've had a statement from Luton saying that the matter is now before the court and it can't say anything. Central Beds tell us much the same as well. I understand that Central Beds is challenging some of the points and uh, it will now go to a judge to to decide whether or not that's a case that proceeds with. There is a a bit of a long story and I'll sum it up very quickly if I can. This is an area which was going to be developed for a long time and uh, and, um, the the story originally went back to Bushwood, which was the um, planning application just to the north of the area, um, which then uh, sort of came out. The, the, the plans originally went haywire after the, uh, the sort of the government strategy for the whole area went uh, sort of after the election. It completely was thrown, um, uh, and and the two went their separate ways basically. And then I think that that's when the bad blood started between it's, the two it's, councils. It's very complicated, and you're right. There is a lot of tension between these two councils, and, it, and it's interesting that this is kind of bringing it to the surface again. On the face of it, if a council can't build any more homes then I guess it stands to reason it has to look outside of its boundaries, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, it isn't a problem limited to Lutony, and this is a problem that happens everywhere. You've got small little towns which then have a, uh, a, a, a sort of a restricted area which you can grow. In planning circles, I was told yesterday, it's known as the Stevenage problem because oh. it actually happens uh, in, in there as well, where they've got a, a small area neighboured by sort of lots of rural land, which then they, uh, they can't build on because the, the, you know, the restriction of a boundary is, uh, is not um, you know, really fit for purpose, according to the council. Um, so they're limited to what they can do. And it's, it's, it's after the sort of, uh, the, 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 as I say, the changes to the rules in the, uh, uh, after the coalition came into power, uh, it meant that, uh, the, the, this sort of local strategy meant that almost councils went back to the drawing board. Mm. But we've been asking residents in Luton to see whether or not they think that the town should be allowed to build outside the borders. And these answers perhaps won't surprise you. Yeah, I think it should be allowed if, um, if there's good enough reasons not to build on the land, if it's green belt, I don't know, then you have to find alternatives. But generally, if, if, if the land's there and it can be built on it, it needs to be built on, then we've got to do it. I think it is an issue of um, looking at, at balances. So maybe not, um, you should maybe not build on, on all of the land, but on, on, on some parts, because there clearly is a need for people to live somewhere. Well, it depends on the piece of land and it depends on the use. But I think that there is a national housing crisis that everyone has to acknowledge. And the reality is we need more homes. So this affects real people. And this isn't just... Uh, it, it's interesting, the political row between the two mm. councils. And I find that fascinating. But it, it's more than that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've, we've been in Luton yesterday uh, trying to find some people who, who, you know, are on a housing waiting list. If there's so many people waiting, they'd expect to... Uh, it wouldn't take too long to find someone. And our reporter, Sophie Celeria, did just that. So, Donald and her partner have a one-year-old daughter and they've been on the uh, housing list since September and they're desperate to move into a bigger place. We moved here uh, just over 12 months ago. We privately rent. I've been on the council waiting list since 2011. Even got to the stage of bidding on houses and being considered for them. And we've just received a letter now telling us that we're no longer eligible for a property. Well, we can't afford to pay private rent it's over 200 pound a month more than council rent we're struggling each week just to make ends meet and i don't know what we're going to do the owner of the house has recently passed away so the house we currently rent may be getting sold and to move anywhere else i need over a thousand pound deposit which i just haven't got have the council told you why you're not eligible They've just said to me that it's because my husband works full-time they think we should be able to afford to rent privately. He's a roof tiler. You can't afford to live in Kempston otherwise? No, it's, it's hard enough finding four-bed properties um, and the rent on them, you're lucky if you get anything below £900. And you say that you're in your overdraft every month to try and pay already? Every week, yeah. We, we use all our overdraft every week so that when my husband then gets paid on a Friday, we've hardly got anything left, so then it's back on the overdraft again. What are you going to do, Karen? I have no idea, no idea at all. I, I haven't got the money for a deposit to move anywhere else. I just, I have no idea what to do. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M1 Luton Spur has uh, major roadworks in both directions between Junction 10A, the Kidneywood Roundabout, and the M1 Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. It's also going to be affecting Airport Way in both directions from the Kidneywood Roundabout and Capability Green Business Park. The M40 in both directions has one lane closed to a bridge maintenance work at Junction 5 for Stoken Church, and the A1 has major roadworks the Black Cat Roundabout to increase the size of the roundabout and add traffic lights to some junctions. And in Beaconsfield, the A40 London Road has resurfacing work in both directions between Park Lane and Windsor End. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Chris. Right, it's 6.17. It's Wednesday, the 23rd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council has launched a legal challenge against plans to build thousands of homes north of Houghton Regis because they say they're not affordable. A National Day of Mourning is being held in the Netherlands today as victims are returned from the plane crash in Ukraine. And taxi drivers in Luton say they're not defending themselves against verbal or racial abuse for fear of losing their life. The weather today, cloudy at first, but later sunny and hot in air. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, I'm not normally one to talk about myself, but on Friday night, I might make an exception. And the station, I think, when I launched it, I knew that it was going to sound pretty good. Well, I'm allowed this time. I'm celebrating 50 years of broadcasting. Caroline South, Tony Blackburn here with you. Tune to Radio Caroline on 199. Wonderful, Miguel. The happy sound of Radio 1. Join me and relive some of my 50 years. It's not just me waffling on about me. I'll have some great music too. He's a 24-7 broadcaster and he will go on forever. 50 years of me, Friday night from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this the Phil Collins version of this? No, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oi, Moldy! Do you want the other version? I want the, pro- I want the, the proper version of it. Why would anyone play that version when there's a proper version of it? Uh. Okay, it's there if you want to press stop. Thank you very. Oh, that's better. Thank you. I need love, love to ease my mind. I need to find, find someone to call me.
What's the proper version, Justin? <laughs> You're right. Is someone holding yeah. you prisoner? Hey, boss. Oh, I thought would you'd you... been tied, tied up and gowned and, gowned and bagged. No, that would be good fun. But I have a question for you. Hello, fella. Shall I put this out there? Yeah, go, yeah, go, okay. go, go. What was the first Motown number one on the UK charts? Come on. Ooh, I'm Marvin Gaye's <laughs> man. I heard it through the grapevine no. before I was no. shot by my dad. I've done a documentary and a song. Yeah, fact, not fiction, I suppose. It's actually, it is. Yes. Uh, I'm learning from you. The first Motown yeah. song to be a British number the one. The first Motown number one on the UK charts. Well, what was it? It wasn't a Supreme song. Wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? The Supremes weren't that big over here. Wasn't it? Was it a Supreme song? Mm. <laughs> so now are you still being gowned and bagged? <laughs> Maybe. So was it a Supreme song? Yes. All right. Okay. So it was a Supreme song. Yes. All right. That narrows it down a little bit. Okay. Come on. All right. I'm just. I'm just thinking. Was it "You Can't Hurry Love" by the Supremes? No. But I believe Phil Collins, his version was a US number one. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe you, yeah. brother. Was it the... Uh, no, it wasn't the... Po- the Postman one wasn't the, the Supremes. No. That was the uh, Marvelettes, I believe, or the Velvelettes, one of the two. Oh, he's, he's giving us a little um, break. Yeah, it's, come on. What is it? It's a 22-pass brain teaser. Come on, big oh, man. Oh, was it Baby Love? Yes. Baby. Kelly yeah. Bell. 1963, well done. Strong clap this morning, Captain. I noticed that earlier. Well done, Kelly. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, just for the same time tomorrow. Yeah, please. Thanks very much indeed. Oh, hang on. No, we should, we should <laughs> do what we've got you here for, shouldn't we? Yes, yes. Uh, rather serious story. Luton taxi drivers say they fear uh, the fear of losing their livelihood is making them too afraid to defend themselves if they're being racially or physically abused. Comes after a taxi driver had his window smashed with a hammer during a racially motivated attack on Hitchin Road on Sunday. Well, Justin, you've been uh, speaking to cabbies in uh, the town and asking if they feel safe. I guess being in a car while someone's smashing the windows with a hammer... Pretty scary, huh? Yeah, very scary. Um, the taxi drivers in Lewis are not happy at all. I'm with them this morning. Uh, here's what one of them had to say about working in the town. As a taxi driver in Luton, do you feel safe? Well, as a taxi driver in Luton, the authorities, local authorities, if they know, I mean... Uh, Coming, uh, backing us up, you know, we know feeling safe, especially over the weekends when uh, the uh, drivers from uh, our trade, uh, they get, uh, you know, uh, window smacked and, uh, you know, the people, they're abusing them. How we feel safe then? So the police aren't doing anything to help you at all? The police, if we call the police, uh, this is how, what happened to me. I, I was at the station and uh, the six guys came into my cab. They wasn't willing to pay, the, pay, pay my fare. And uh, they smacked my one of the window, and I called the police, and police turned up in uh, half an hour time. And after that, they couldn't chase those six six boys. Mm. If you look at the CCTV, I got this, uh, you know, report in my cab as well, the uh, incident uh, the reference number, yeah. and uh, the, the 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 time that happened to me. That after that, I received, uh, you know, the letter saying, "Oh, we couldn't do anything because we couldn't find them on CCTV." So if if something happens. To, uh, at the station, and if they can't chase those people, they can't find them, where, they, where they're from and what they mm. face like. You know, everywhere, if you go at the station, central station, there are CCTVs. So 
If they can't find somebody at the station, you know the, how we, as a taxi drivers, we are safe on the without the station where, the, where, the, where, where no there CCTV. are no CCTV. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, just lastly, um, the attack at the weekend we believe was racially motivated. Doing your job, and that's all you're doing. You're doing your job. Mm. Do you often hear racist comments towards you? Especially when over the weekend, uh, when people are drunk, they don't want to pay their fare. They say a lot of things which we have uh, uh, brought this uh, to attention of police as well. So, uh, I mean, uh, we haven't seen any, any kind of uh, action that, you know, the police have done such as thing that uh, people has uh, stopped these kind of things, you know. So, what sort of names are people calling you, if you don't mind me asking? You know, racially abused. If I belong to Pakistan, they will call you if you belong to some other place, they will call whatever the organ you are from. But, you know, we should, we urge people, you know, that we are helping them, we're taking them home safely. And as a, uh, being a human being, the service we provide them, because at night time, nobody's there to take them home. And if they, they should cooperate with us as well as a, as a trade, uh, as a whole trade, uh, we're helping them and we give them service. There can be no excuse for anybody to talk to you like that. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Doesn't sound fun, does it, Just? Doesn't at all. And, of course, um, this attack at the weekend, um, you would think talking to taxi drivers, that will be a, a complete one-off. But every time we talk to taxi drivers in Luton, sadly, they've all got a similar story, not just uh, people racially abusing them, but people uh, smashing up their taxis as well. This is happening all the time here in Luton. Justin, thank you very much. We'll speak to you a bit later on. 
It's very slow on the North Orbital Road at the moment at uh, the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Uh, the M1 Luton Spur has uh, major roadworks in both directions between Junction 10A for Kidneywood Roundabout and the M1 Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. It's going to affect you if you're travelling to Luton Airport or Luton Town Centre. The M40 in both directions has one lane closed for bridge maintenance work at uh, Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and the A1 has major roadworks at the Black Cat Roundabout. Uh, that's to increase the size of the roundabout and to add some traffic lights to some junctions. And in Beaconsfield, the A40 London Road has uh, resurfacing work in both directions between Park Lane and Windsor End. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Luton Borough Council has launched a legal challenge against plans to build thousands of homes north of Houghton Regis. It says Central Bedfordshire Council is building homes that aren't affordable when there's a dire lack of housing in the town. A National Day of Mourning is being held in the Netherlands today as bodies are returned from the plane crash in Ukraine. American intelligence officials say that so far there's no evidence of direct Russian involvement in the shooting down of flight MH17. And taxi drivers in Luton say they're not defending themselves against verbal or racial abuse for fear of losing their livelihoods. It comes after a cabbie had his windows smashed in with a hammer during a racially motivated attack on Sunday. The weather will be cloudy at first but staying dry with plenty of sunshine Top temperatures around 28 degrees Celsius. That's 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Commonwealth Games begin in Glasgow today. Previewing the opening ceremony, here's James Shaw. The ceremony at Celtic Park will feature Rod Stewart, Susan Boyle and the violinist Nicola Benedetti, as well as ordinary Scots supporting a fundraising appeal by the United Nations children's agency UNICEF. A giant TV screen, the biggest in Europe, will be Glasgow's link to the Commonwealth. On to football and striker Paul Benson has signed a two-year contract with Luton Town after being released by Swindon. Benson spent last season on loan at Kenilworth Road, scoring 18 goals in 38 games. Meanwhile, manager John Still has given Steve McNulty a new contract and the Hatters' friendly against Histon has been cancelled because Histon's pitch wasn't ready for the fixture. Wickham came from 2-0 down to draw with Chesham at the Meadow last night. MK Dons beat League 2 Dagenham and Redbridge by one goal to nil. There was some concern for captain Dean Lewington, who was taken off with a knee injury. He's due to celebrate his testimonial against Nottingham Forest on Sunday. And Stevenage beat Tunbridge Angels 3-1 in their latest pre-season friendly. Manchester City's under-21s have walked off during a friendly in Croatia after one of their players was allegedly racially abused by an opponent. The game against HNK Rijeka was abandoned after the incident involving City's French midfielder Seiko Fofana. The Queen's horse estimate has tested positive for morphine. Initial findings suggest the problem lies in contaminated feed. Former jockey Luke Harkey says the feed manufacturers may have a case to answer. You take a, a feed, you feed a feed, you know, passes all the, all the strict tests and then if it doesn't, if it, then your horse fails, you've got to look at the feed company but it's a very grey area at the moment. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at seven o'clock. Where are you going, Kath? Where are you going? We're doing the paper review. Oh, blimey, she's gone. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. What have you done? I didn't say anything. You ran out of that studio. I didn't say anything. All all I did, we are mates, right? 
All I did was ask her to look at a spot I had. Did my belt up, hang on. And she ran out. Yeah. Maybe stop asking people to look at that. Would you look at it for me? No. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take you. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, off the floor of the Keys. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go to get away from it. got a cob but I've not really got a cob you're sitting on one leg that means you've got a cob on you're in the what? cob position what are you you've assumed the cob 
All right, Sigmund Freud. Can you stop analysing me now, please? Right, you've 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 just called me Sigmund Freud. That's uh, I'm that's total. Aggressive. Sigmund Freud is obviously a representation of your father, who I'm guessing you've probably got issues with, and you're you're putting that on I've me. Got any beef with my dad? I'm not your dad. Sigmund Freud why, is. Why are you bringing my dad into this? Exactly. Oh, man, this is all quado. Anyway, you nipped off, you came back. Uh, yeah, because For today... this story, <laughs> it better be worth it, guys. Because in today's times, they've got all the goods. Today's frankly. times, what we done live in. OK, so you, let's, let's have the story that you ran upstairs for. It's about a fella called um, Mr Rainsford, David Rainsford. Already it's good. All right, all right, Rainsy, if you're listening. David, David? He's only got one eye, right? He's got two, but one's glass. Oh. He doesn't think he should have to pay full price for his Specsavers <laughs> eye exams. <laughs> because it's discriminatory, according to Mr Rainsford, oh. who's an operations manager from Cramlington, Northumberland. I know we all wanted to know what he did for a living. You cannot get a disease in a glass eye. I have to look after the eye I have left. It's a very personal thing to me and important for the health of my eye that I have it checked properly. Yeah, of course it doesn't is. need the glass one looked at, he says, so yeah. you shouldn't have to pay for it. I totally agree. How much does he want off? Half. Oh, well, I'm going to say no to that. I'd say 25% off would be uh, adequate, wouldn't it? Because that you're not you don't go in and you're not paying. Let's assume it's, it's let's assume it's 10 pounds. You're not paying 5 pounds for one eye, 5 pounds for the other. Go on, what have you got? Do you want to know what happened was in he's now 44 and he yeah. uh, lived in Manchester in the in the 1990s. Uh-oh. He's not had an, his eye since he was 14 when he got shot in the eye with an air gun. Right, when the humor in that is No. Oh. He was given a discount by his optician in Manchester and he wants the same now. I think he's entitled to a discount. <laughs> I think he's I don't think he's entitled to 50% off. I think oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What's this gentleman's name? Mr. Rainsford, David Rainsford. How how much should Mr. Rainsford get off for his eye test? He's got one glass eye. Brian, uh, the the Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Uh, his dad, his dad was was nuts, Murray Wilson, and to, he had a glass eye. And to punish the boys, he would take out his glass eye and open the socket. Oh. And make them stare into now. it. Wowzers. Four years ago, a Barnsley man was arrested for stealing a shoe from Sports Direct. Phil Moore, whose left leg was amputated after septicemia, argued that he was being ripped off by retailers because they'd only sell him a pair of shoes. To be honest, I think he was chancing it. If he had real beef, he should have taken it to the powers of be, shouldn't he? Rather than nicking from Sports Direct. So that one trainer cost him 65 quid and £100 costs. <sighs> Tearing me. Oh wait. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. We're having a little bit of fun with disability. This no, morning. we're not. No, we're not. We're not. Just shows that you know disabled people can be chances too. Oh well, yes, certainly can't. Hey, guess what I found out that Britain sells to Russia this morning? Arms. Yeah. Guess what? Specifically, what kinds of arms? Uh, Explosive ones? Yeah, rocket launchers that can bring down aeroplanes. Oh. Mm. Now, there's no, there's no saying at the moment that... But just let's, let's just extrapolate and go into a fantasy world where the Malaysian airliner was shot down by a British-made rocket launcher, which is a possibility. It's not definite. It's a long way to go. But wouldn't that look bad on us? 
Wouldn't that be flipping off? We're selling, we're selling arms to Russia. Some of it's ending up with the Ukrainian rebels, potentially. We're also selling sniper rifles to the Ukrainian authorities. But didn't we sell arms to Iraq before? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They were using our own weapons But, but um, the bald fella who got the boot, what's his name? Um, Haig, mm. in, I think in 2012, no, in March of this year, came out and said, well, we must stop selling... That's not bad. I've never done that before. Well, we must stop... Oh, it's Brian Walden. Mm. Well, we must stop selling arms to Russia while this conflict is taking place. That was chilling. That's not bad, actually, is it? Mm. Brian Haig and uh, William Walden. Do you want to hear a really good song? Always. Okay. Uh, Do you know Matthew Sweet? I'm not aware of his work, no. You are now.
as you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. Boom, 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 boom. Get some brains. Get some copper. Lads in a garage. Oh. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout and the M25 is building up anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. There are queues on the A1 southbound around Stirling Corner a little further down around Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus and in Beaconsfield the A40 London Road has resurfacing work in both directions between Park Lane and Windsor End. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Chris. 6.46 or thereabouts, it's the, uh, what day is it, Kath? 23rd. What day? Wednesday. Thank you. Of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council is taking legal action against plans to build thousands of homes near Houghton Regis because they say they're not affordable. A National Day of Mourning is being held in the Netherlands today as bodies are returned from the plane crash in Ukraine. And taxi drivers in Luton are accusing the council of not supporting them when they face verbal or racial abuse from passengers. Uh, oh, let's get the weather, shall we? Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We've got a fine, dry and bright start across much of the three counties this morning. There is a little bit of cloud just sneaking its way into Luton. Um, but anywhere south of that seems to be fairly free of cloud. And even that cloud is going to uh, melt away fairly quickly, similar to yesterday's scenario. Temperature outside at the moment between 14 and 16 Celsius by the end of the afternoon. When we're bathed in sunshine, we could be getting up to a maximum of 28 Celsius. That's 82 degrees in Fahrenheit. There's a little bit more of a breeze today. It's an easterly, northeasterly, just bringing a little bit of relief this afternoon. It's a really nice evening. Sunshine is going to be warm as well. Sunset's just after nine. And then when it does, we're going to get some clear spells at first, perhaps a little bit of a cloud moving in as we head uh, through the night, but not too much. The minimum temperature, 15 Celsius. That's the rural spots. It is going to be warmer in the built-up areas. Quite uncomfortable for some around 17 or 18. So for tomorrow, Tomorrow morning, a similar start. Dry, sunshine, bit of low cloud at first, but the maximum temperature again getting up to around 28 Celsius. So another warm afternoon for Thursday. And that's your forecast. Glasgow, 2014. 171 nations and territories. There's no real fear from any of those countries. 17 sports. It is without doubt going to be the biggest race of my life. One Commonwealth. We do watch our rivals. We really try to expose that in every game that we play. And they call this the friendly games. I have no rivals. Everyone should be fearing me. The pleasantries start today. Golden Glasgow, bring it on. The Commonwealth Games across the BBC. No, thank you. So, I got into a little bit of argy-bargy with a rough, common thug. Oh, I saw this. Last night. What happened? A thug. So, I went into the tiny Tesco. The car park is compacto. There was no spaceo. Why are you speaking Italian? I had to do, You can understand it, though, can't yeah, you? I'm just, I'm just about, learning yeah. it. I'm just learning I'm it. getting every other word. I had to reverso mm-hmm. out of the place. OK, don't do the... Excellent. I had to reverso out of the place. Yes. And um, this thug, shaven hair, headed, tattooed, piercings, common as anything, 
was blocking the exit with his vehicle. Oh. Why was he doing that? Because he was... Waiting for Bibi. someone or... Little, little... No, 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 he was just... He, was, he wanted to come in. Oh, right, I see. A little bib. Second little bib. And I can hear this effing and jeffing. It's all this swearing, all this... Oh, well, F, F, Jeff, F, Jeff. Just, all right, I get the effing and jeffing. Who was bibbing? You. Little tiny bib. OK. Excuse me, sir, Could you? would you mind moving? Polite bib. Effing and uh, jeffing, you uh, B, 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 P, all of that. Yeah. Um, P? Oh. So we're there for a few oh, minutes. Rude. We're there for a few, for a few minutes. While he finished his sentence. Yes. And so then I had to kind of go forward a bit and then I had to manoeuvre. And he was, as I'm driving by, yeah, you should have some empty, should have turned your steering wheel. You've got plenty of room, we could have fit a bus through there. You could not fit a bus through there. Yeah. But you didn't try, so you don't know. That. I don't know for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guesstimating. It's a cross between a guess and an estimate. Yeah. Um, and he's swearing at me. And I said, oi, oi, what's your language, fella? Then I went and parked my vehicle. And I was a little bit shaky. You parked again? Why didn't well, you just go home? Well, get no, I, I needed to get some shopping. I need to get some supper and some milk. All oh, right. Parked it and went back in there, and he was in the shop. He's in the shop. Oh, He's in the queue. No, no. He's in the queue, and I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm the people's poet. I'm not having this. I went up to him in the queue. You started on him again. I said, "Oi, excuse me, mate. What's your language?" Oh, I'm not in the. I'm not in the mood for this. Get, uh, get the f away. Get the f away. Right. I said, "Hey, fella." There are kids here. Just watch your language. Get the F away. I'm not in the mood. Stop starting. I said, there are kids. We're in Tesco. <laughs> Respect. Reminding him of where he is. He, yeah. Uh, he was in the self-service queue of Tesco. It doesn't get you know much lower than that. And uh, I Yeah, but away. he didn't need to talk to anyone at that point. You could have just let it lie. No, he, he had... He had um, um, Upset you. He had abused me. Yeah. He, the thing, this is the thing, right? This is the problem with this flipping country. Don't you start swearing. He, you, can't, you can't speak to people like that and get away with it. Okay. Someone, has to, someone has to stop it. OK, and, and you're I'm the man to do it. it, right. And I said very calmly, just watch your language. And also, there were, that was the thing. When he was swearing at me outside, there were kids outside. Right, OK, you missed that bit out. All oh, right, there was a, there was a young lad. Fine, now you're defending children. I was defending children. Oh, don't, you can't swear in front of kids. Uh, so I, te- I tweeted this thinking, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get loads of support. I did get loads of support. I also got some people saying, what do you, what's the problem with swearing? Why? why sh- what, because if we don't swear in front of children, they'll never learn the words and then we'll have peace all around the world. No. Pe- people were having a go at me for, for stepping in and defending the ears of, of babes. The, w- the way I think about swearing, and I do... Uh, uh, you know, a lot of thinking about swearing. And also you do a lot of swearing because your language this morning was, was inappropriate but, upstairs. But you know that I swear when in appropriate situations, um, whereas there are some people who can't stop themselves yeah. because they haven't learned that lesson. My mum and dad did not teach me not to swear by making me eat soap, which did happen once. Any ideas where this is going? Wait, girls? wait, wait. What Any they ideas? taught me was yeah. don't swear in front of your mum. Oh. Okay. So That's the swears. lesson. Yeah, know when and where. So if I've got this right, are you saying swear. you're on this guy's, this bald, horrible, dirty, no, common man's side? He hadn't learned that lesson, knowing where to swear. He was a thug. Tesco's is not the place. Tesco's, nor in the in the ear space of children. No. Is not the place. So there's there. two rules. Horrible, dirty man. Anyway, I'm glad you... Um... I bought, um, uh, 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 um, like a tomato mozzarella pasta bake. Did that taste bitter, though, after that encounter? Oh, no, it was nice, actually. Did it? The sun is fantastic today. 
It's Britain's Puntastic Sun. So get this, Kells. George Harrison, Mm. according to the NME, the the, uh, um, bass player, the bass player from the Beatles. Yeah. According to the NME, the New Musical Express, he had a tree planted in his memory when he died in in America. It's been eaten. Bye. 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 Go on. He was in the Beatles. He's been eaten by bugs. Beatles. Uh-huh. What, what, what's eating it? Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, Beatles. Hey, chewed. Is the headline? Uh-huh. <laughs> Beetle Harrison tree eaten by Beatles. They've then done some Beatles pun songs. Okay. I mean, okay. effectively, the story is just an excuse to do this, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the bite album. Uh-huh. Right. But this, some of these don't make sense. Some are good. Eleanor Twigby. Yeah. All you need is bugs. Yeah. From tree to you. Yeah. Roll over, Barkhoven. No. <laughs> I'm not accepting that one. And I love fur. Uh, okay. We can wipe it out. No. A hard day's bite. Okay. That's a good one. Do you want to gnaw a secret? Nice. Yeah. Pester day. <laughs> and here's one I don't get. Got to get you into my leaf. That's rubbish. It's not even a pun. It's just like you swapped words. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a better one off the the top of my head. Um, oh, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do a brilliant one. Oh, I've got one. Sergeant. Peppers, Lonely Barks. Farts Club Band. What's that got to do with Beatles eating things? It's got to be connected to this, is it? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I didn't pick up on that. Kelly's tree one. said, tree said. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, uh, good day, bumshine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the Times, page six. You're a six-year-old in a grown man's body. I mean, six is uh, mature. I had. I was on the phone to my. I was on the phone to my friend right yesterday. That's a good one. Why did you do that? Let's replace song titles with bum. I was on the phone to my friend Ian yesterday. Right? Other Ian. And the kids are at an age where they find, they, they, they find it hilarious if there's someone else who's got the same name. Like my eldest, if there's someone with the same name as him, it just blows his mind. So on the phone, and they came downstairs, it was bedtime, but they came downstairs completely naked because they wanted some milk. And I said, boys, I'm on the... <laughs> Why well, not to be naked for milk? <laughs> That's what we do in the house. And I said, boys, I can't talk. I'm on the phone. You'll never guess who I'm on the phone to. They said, who? I said, I'm on the phone to someone called Ian. They thought that's hilarious, right? And then they started going, Ian! Ian! <laughs> and then they got bored of that and they started going, Ian! Ian! <laughs> and then they just dropped it and changed it to Willie. So that was, that was where, I, where Good Day Bumshine comes from. Oh. It's inspired by the children. Still the funniest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Catherine. Page 17 of The Times. Oh, we're going, up, we're going up market. Yeah. Ooh. The Times has got it all for me today. Yeah. It had that story about Specsavers. Yeah. Now it's got this. Yeah. The French have fallen out of favour among Europeans seeking an international date. Oh, is that because they're selling warships to the Russians? No, I think just don't fancy them anymore. Oh. If there's one thing a Frenchman has been able to reply, rely on over the years, it's been his reputation as a lover. You love, you love a Frenchman, do No, I don't, don't I don't really like Frenchmen. I prefer a Latin type. Or, or did when I was single. A survey asked more than 50,000 men or women across seven European countries which nationality they would choose for a romantic night out. Yeah. The results for the French are chastening. They finished joint fourth behind British men in third. Oh. Back at the queue, Francois. Yeah. Who do European... I love how simple men are. Sorry? Right. European women, who do they prefer? They've done like a little flow chart. Look. Yeah. You know, it's an even spread. OK. Who do the European men prefer? Look. Beyonce. 
Spain. <laughs> oh, I guess it all goes straight to Spain, doesn't yes. it? British women prefer Italians, apparently. Oh, dearie me. Lots well. of Italians in Bedford, if you're looking. Yellow bum marine. <laughs> <laughs> For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's delays on the M25 between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Also heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. And there are queues on the A1 southbound at Stirling Corner and further down between Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Chris, thank you very much indeed. Right, if you want to give us a call this morning, it's, a, it's an open-door policy on this show. You should, sh- you should know that by now. We're talking about stuff. But if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Oh, there are some tips in the Daily Mail on how to sleep in the heat. One of them is turn a fan on. Turn a fan on! Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, row over housing in Bedfordshire. EasyJet suspends flights to Israel and taxi drivers in Luton in fear of being attacked. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a row over housing between Luton and central Bedfordshire councils. Luton has launched a legal challenge against plans for thousands of homes north of Houghton Regis, arguing they're not affordable. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes has the details. 
The plans by Conservative-controlled central beds are for over 5,000 homes near to the A5M1 link road, which is being built. But Labour-run Luton says they're the wrong kind of houses and is set to apply for a judicial review into the plans. It highlights the extent of the already strained relationship between the two councils. If this gets to the High Court, it's not yet clear when that will be. American intelligence officials say that so far there's no evidence of direct Russian involvement in the shooting down of flight MH17. A national day of mourning is being held in the Netherlands today as bodies are returned from Ukraine. Dutch MEP Marita Scharker says scenes from the crash site have been deeply troubling. I find it hard to understand how people can find peace of mind after seeing tampering with the site Mm. of the downing of the plane. It is actually appalling that this has happened and I believe that there is a very deep mix of grief and anger in the Netherlands that will last for a very long time. EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. The Luton-based airline says it will review its decision on a day-by-day basis. Taxi drivers in Luton say they're not defending themselves against verbal or racial abuse for fear of losing their livelihoods. It comes after a cabbie had his window smashed in with a hammer during a racially motivated attack on Sunday. This taxi driver says the council more often sides with customers than drivers in dispute. The licensing don't give us enough protection and don't give us enough information to tell us how to protect ourselves. And that's the biggest problem. The main fear that anybody or any taxi driver, I don't know if they'll say this to you or not, is the fear of losing their badge if they defend themselves. And every taxi driver here has probably got that fear. People in Aylesbury are warning that someone could be killed if improvements aren't made to a busy roundabout. They say too many collisions are happening opposite Devereux Place on the A41. Wilma Cordell has had her car written off. We feel that accidents are going to continue to happen along this stretch of road. And if we don't do anything about it, sadly, we feel that there could be a fatality one of these days. We don't want that at all. In sports, striker Paul Benson has signed a two-year contract with Luton Town after being released by Swindon. Benson, who spent last season on loan at Kenilworth Road, scored 18 goals in 38 games. And the weather will be cloudy at first, but staying dry with plenty of sunshine. Top temperatures around 28 degrees Celsius. That's 82 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It has really good people with a great community spirit. And all this week we're featuring Stotfold and Henlow. I love living here because I've always lived here. (laughs) It's all about where you live. You've got countryside just across the way, but all the facilities you need, you don't need to leave the village. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio, it's four minutes past seven, and boy oh boy, there's a real buzz in the air. Kelly Betts and I just saw some drunk men staggering outside BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, wanting to get their attention, I was banging furiously on the window. Well, they didn't hear us, but someone did. It was Jonathan Vernon Smith. And he's there out in the car park, looking around, going, where's that banging from? Kelly and I 
suddenly became 14-year-old children and we hid. We were really scared that we were going to get told off. So we're hiding behind the window while Jonathan's walking around going, where on earth is that terrible banging coming from? Fun times, guys. Fun times. being told they could hear the banging within the building itself. That's how loud uh, uh, Kelly and I were banging this morning. Right, on today's show, rouse, rouse and more rouse. Round one, two councils go head-to-head on housing. Round two, taxi drivers say they're fed up rowing with racists. And row three, Aylesbury, row three, Aylesbury residents say a roundabout is dangerous, but the council doesn't think it's dangerous enough. It's all kicking off. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Chris Martin was right when he called you that. Just been told by a political reporter, Paul Scoynes. What, just, just tell the listener what you told me. I just made Tony Blackburn a tea. Oué matwe. Eh? Where's my tea? Uh, I... OK, here's something. Here's something. I had my first ever pork pie yesterday. It was given to me by Mike Reed. Beat that, guys! <laughs> Relax, don't do it. Oh, when you want to go do it. Relax, you're banned. Uh, pork pie? He then came in, here's the irony of the whole relax saga, 30-odd years later, he then walked into a studio I was in and went, ginger beer. Now, now, he was offering me a can of ginger beer. Oh, right. I don't like this stuff, but I had the pork pie. First pork pie last night. What do you reckon? Nice. Mm. There was no jelly in it, which is good. Mm. But it was delicious. Some people like the jelly. Nah, cats. Cats and perverts like the jelly. I don't like the jelly. Um, But I do like the Mike Reed, and I liked him even more when he gave me a pork pie. Did you go, pork pie? Why would I have done that? That from the Desmonds. I never watched Desmonds. I did watch the spin-off, Pork Pie's Millions, where Mm. he won the lottery. Yeah, there you are. Topical. Very topical, very topical. Have you ever um, made a beverage or received a delicious pie from a, a former Radio 1 DJ? Uh, no, but I've had a pint with Noddy Holder. That doesn't count. doesn't count. She did, did, the question was very, very was specific, Pete Man. specific, yeah. Very, very specific question. He's been in Radio 1, though. He's been on Radio 1 no, and no. Radio 2. No, mate. It was a very... And he's a DJ now, it's so... It's a very specific question. Have you made beverage or had pie with former oh, Radio 1 DJ? I, I Not have, member of Slade. I have, actually... Probably had a beverage from DLT. <clears throat> Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, BBC Three Counties has uncovered a bitter row over housing between Luton and Central Bedfordshire councils. Luton has launched a legal challenge against plans for thousands of homes to the north of Houghton Regis, arguing it's the wrong kind of housing. Well, political reporter Paul Scoynes has been looking into this. What's going on? Ian, it's no secret that uh, Luton has a problem with its housing. It's running out of space and uh, it's only a small area and the council say it can only build another 6,000 homes. thing is, it says it needs probably upwards of 40,000 homes, so it's going to have to build over the borders, absolutely. So you would think, actually, that uh, the idea of 5,500 houses on its border would probably be a good thing. Yep. 
but they have told me, the council's told me, that uh, it's in the early stages of applying for a judicial review into the plans for this large development. It says that the sort of housing there are, isn't right. Uh, it's not the right type of homes, not enough homes for them. Uh, and uh, I suppose, if, if nothing else, it goes to highlight the really quite bitter strained relationship between the two councils. So what are the plans then? What's, what, what's being proposed? Well this is uh, the area just to the north of House and Regis butting up to the A5 M1 link road. Uh, it's around 5,000 houses, slightly more I think, um, plus uh, a fair degree of retail space uh, and, and warehousing as well. And uh, these plans date back to around, well I mean you could argue they go back even further than 2012 but the, this plan as it looks like at the moment goes uh, back to 2012 um, they, they have reduced the number of homes that were in the mix from about 7,000 to 5,500 and uh, Luton says its allocation so that the amount of affordable homes it would have control uh, in placing uh, which residents go in there uh, has also dropped from 17% to 5% What are their objections? Well, I've seen uh, the, uh, the proposals for the judicial review. It's an exclusive, and they tell me that the plans haven't been thought through properly. They object to the redrawing of the Greenbelt boundary. Uh, they say that the council haven't looked at... Uh, Central Beds Council haven't looked at alternative sites. They also say there's far too much retail in this proposal. And I think, and this goes perhaps to the heart of the matter, that actually Luton says that Central Beds just hasn't cooperated mm. uh, on its duty to, to sort of provide uh, uh, housing for other areas, a, a, a duty to cooperate. Now, Central Beds will say, well, actually, there was a plan, there was a joint plan together. Luton actually pulled out of that joint plan uh, after the coalition came to power. And, uh, you know, I think that some people within Central Beds would say, well, we bent over backwards for Luton. So there is, I think, just an element of sour grapes in. Is anyone from Luton or Central Beds commenting on this? No, they're oh. all saying uh, nothing because of the legal battle at the moment. I understand that Central Beds is challenging some of the points. And now the process is it will go to a judge to decide whether or not this goes to the High Court. And, of course, if it does, they've already spent a few thousand pounds on barristers to get this far. That will be a very costly battle. What I understand is that they're, they're going to try and do it in a, in a convention where the costs are split, so it won't go into huge, huge amounts of money. It'll be sort of almost uh, encouraged to keep it low. But uh, if indeed the judge decides it's a goer, then it's a trip to the High Court for me, and uh, we will uh, see whether or not those challenges are allowed. On the face of it, if a council can't build any more homes, I guess it has no option but to look outside of its area. Yeah, this is a common problem for a lot of urban areas which border onto the Green Belt, and, uh, and Luton's no exception. There's a, uh, apparently a convention in plan called the Stevenage problem and it, it, it affects uh, you know the town just to the east of Milton Keynes uh, to of Luton well it's east of Milton Keynes as well I suppose but um, the uh, the Stevenage has a similar problem has a problem with North Hearts and, and other councils around it and uh, uh, up until 2010 there were bodies which pretty much imposed on a local area where they where they would build their houses and uh, local councils didn't really like that they felt like they were being told what to do so mm. the government changed the plans and said right you can decide locally of course it would hope at that point that the councils would work together but these borders these local area boundaries if you like uh, according to Luton anyway aren't fit for purpose um, we did ask a few residents though in Luton to see whether or not they would uh, welcome building outside of the boundaries and uh, you won't be surprised at what they said 
I believe that it should be open just to the people that live in Luton itself. Um, each county has their own borough and each county should deal with their borough. Obviously, we moved here from Newcastle 20-odd years ago where I had to live for 10 years privately before the council would even entertain us. Um, and that was with a disabled daughter as well. And I'm trying to get my daughter moved from... She's disabled, severely disabled, who's just had a baby. I'm trying to get her moved closer to where I live because she does need a lot of support. Um, the council are just not entertaining it. I've just come out of the council, actually, putting in an appeal letter. I think now, because there's no housing here, I think now we're going to have to go privately, which is, you know, disgusting for a single parent who is disabled. I think that the housing should be for people from Luton only, because if people just keep coming in from other places and taking all the houses and stuff, then, you know, there's nowhere for people from Luton to live. Do you have a council property? I do, but I live with my dad. And did you? are you from Luton originally? I am, yeah. So are you finding it hard to get out of your home with your dad and into your own place? Yeah, I am, because obviously I've got a, my dad's got a three-bedroom house and I've just had a baby, because there's two of us and my dad, there's three bedrooms, so they won't, they won't give me anywhere. So I'm stuck living with my dad with a baby. Well, yeah, as, as we've heard there, this, is, uh, this isn't just a political row. This, this affects real people, doesn't it? Absolutely. That was Zoe McDonald, and uh, her partner uh, has a one-year-old uh, daughter, the both of them, and, and they've been on the housing list in uh, Luton since uh, September. Uh, and, of course, they're desperate to move in a bigger house. I suppose uh, what it shows, if, if nothing else, is that, you know, this, it, it is a spicy political battle between two councils, yeah. But actually, this is affecting real people. You know, you have to have some sympathy for, 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 for all parties, really. Luton clearly needs more housing. It doesn't have space to do it. And uh, no matter where it was able to build, and the other council might say, oh, we've got plenty of brownfield space, um, that, it, that takes years to convert. Uh, and it's very expensive. And actually, the, the council told me even if they did all that, they still wouldn't get much beyond that five 6,000 uh, number, so they really do need to go into other areas, so I suspect this might just be a little bit of posturing and they might get to the point where they withdraw this review if they can work together. I get the sense that behind the scenes, if you were to perhaps take the politicians out of this, Ian, uh, a deal would probably get done much more quickly. Paul, thank you very much indeed. While you're here, mm. it's very hot at the moment, and I don't just mean the chemistry between us. Yeah. The weather. How are you sleeping at night? Um, f in fits. You're, you're fitting in your sleep. No, I'm probably not, no. Fitfully, is that right? Frightfully fit? I would say so. Thanks. Well, the mail has got some tips on how to sleep in the heat. Oh, yeah. Can't sleep in the heat, put your sheets in the fridge. Now, that sounds awesome. That's an old, an old trick, yeah. I've heard um, put your sheets in the freezer before bedtime. Now, that actually sounds brilliant. Who's got space for sheets in their freezer? Well, the, the sheet folds up. Yeah, but, I mean, if it's anything like my freezer... Yeah, Our freezer's empty. We've just got some uh, uh, frozen pastry in there. Well, you could maybe roll that out and uh, put that underneath, yeah. Here's, here's, the, here's the best tip. Use a fan. A fan can help reduce your body temperature surprisingly quickly. Professor Jim Horn... Mm, I know Jim. ...says direct the fan towards your face because your cheeks have the ability to release a lot of heat from your body. Wow, Really? However, don't place the fan too near, otherwise you could get neuralgia, a nerve pain in your face. Do you, when you're hot, do that trick of running your wrists under the water, under cold water? No, I don't do that trick. OK, that's a, that's a good old trick. Straight to the veins. Two other tips. Use the spare room. What? Use the spare room. <laughs> why, is, why is that any colder? I don't know. 
Or try, now I like the sound of this, a chillo. Any ideas what a chillo is? No. Well, it's it's a chilled pillow. They've 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 compacted the two uh, words to make one chillo. Does that also involve putting stuff in the fridge? Um, yes, but Doctor Stanley, who tested one, says I found it a bit too cold. So it may not be for everyone's. Uh, you can alter the temperature on your fridge as well if it's. Um, you certainly can. Mm. Paul, great bounce. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks, Ian. Yeah. Do you want to shake or high five? How are we feeling today? I'll high five you. Thank you very much, mate. We may- Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's delays on the M25 between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Also heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Heavy on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And there's queues on the A1 southbound at Stirling Corner and further down between Apex Corner and Mill Hill, Circa, Mills, Mill Hill Circus. Uh, the M1 Luton Spur has major roadworks in both directions between Junction 10A for Kidneywood Roundabout and the M1 Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. So that's going to affect you if you're travelling to Luton Airport today or Luton Town Centre. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Chris, thank you very much. 7.17, it's Wednesday the 23rd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council is taking legal action against plans to build thousands of homes near Houghton Regis because they say they're not affordable. EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours, following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. And taxi drivers in Luton are accusing the council of not supporting them when they face verbal or racial abuse from passengers. The weather today, cloudy at first, but it's going to get hot again, hot! BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they're starting to introduce an American-type sentence in like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Give us a call. uh, the, The way this show works, you can call in about any of the stories that we're talking about, of course. Or if you just want to call in for a chat, or maybe you think there's uh, something that we have missed that we should be addressing, you can give us a call at any time. I'll be honest, our standards are pretty low. Pretty low. If you call up, the odds are you'll stand a darn good chance of getting on. So 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you've always wanted to call a radio station. And let's, let's be having you. Who hasn't wanted to do that? Then uh, now's your chance. Catherine, we've got some texts. Yes, we have. Do you want to read them for us? I'll go on then. Yeah, yeah, I'll go on. Uh, I saw you one eight of ten cats on, on Dave last night. It was filmed in 2005. It was filmed. It depends which one it was. If I was on the uh, team of Sean Locke, it was filmed on the day of the July the 7th bombs. Oh. There was no audience there. I was called in because Richard Madeley and John, Jonathan Ross had pulled out. It was one of the most miserable nights of my life. Not because of the tragedy that had taken place in London, but because one of those idiots I was working with was a bully. Rachel in Kempston enjoyed it. 
Good for you, Rachel. I'm glad you did. I hated every moment of it. Jim says, thanks for stopping the Phil Collins version of You Can't Hurry yes. Love. The original version, so much better. Well done. Yes, yes, Pat on the yes. back from Cheers, Jim. Thank you, Cheers, Jim. And Thank Ian, you, Kelly. And here's, here's a long one, so Go sit on. back. Sit you, back. You might want your coffee there. What is a conspiracy theory once it's proven? You don't have to answer. It's a rhetorical question. It's a f- oh. Some time ago, I mentioned to you that the busway connecting Luton to Dunstable is about what is coming in the future and not so much for what is there now. I said that Luton Borough Council wanted to build houses in Houghton Regis. Do you remember? No. 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 Oh. He answered that. He remember- <clears throat> He knew you'd say that, you see? Because he knows stuff. You said I love a conspiracy theory. And here we have the first one I on the I do busway. remember that. I do remember that, Tony. Yes, I do. For my next conspiracy theory, <laughs> here's his next prediction. Is uh, Dunstable is to merge with Luton, so that would mean that BBC Three Countries, uh, Counties Radio, he put countries, if only, domination of three countries, could still be in Luton. They will never let you leave, says Tony. Never. I'm, can I, permission to speak freely, Catherine? Well, since when did you ask my permission to do that? Uh, well, I'm going to be asking it less and less, because I... I'm surprised you're still here today. So am I. The meeting I had yesterday, flipping it. After... Yesterday, and I don't want to... I, 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 it's not gloating, but I... When it is I, a bit, and to be honest, you pushed it this morning. I don't know why I get different treatment from you. I said it by accident. You said bum on purpose. It's different coming from... That's another one for the list. It's different coming from a woman's mouth, and what you said yesterday was far, far worse. Now, uh, I'm not gloating, but I was called in to um, the lady boss's office yesterday. Yeah. To give I, Ev, and thanks for backing me up. Oh, I, no, you didn't. No, I, t- I, I said exactly what happened on yesterday's show. Yeah. I gave uh, witness. I gave testimony. Yeah. Uh, which is why I'm surprised you're here today. I think you're, I think you're, bit, you're seeing her at 10.30 this morning. Is that correct? That's correct. It's been really nice working with you. What happened on yesterday's no. show? Let's not talk about it. Oh. oh we'll talk about it off air. Kath embarrassed herself. Let's just say my garden's going to be getting some action over the next couple of weeks. Oh, huh? The, that- in her back garden, oh. in, her, her, in her house. Yeah. Um, if you missed it yesterday, if you if you heard it yesterday, we are working on the wording of the apology now, and uh, probably be an apology. Well, let's see what happens in Cass meeting at ten thirty. But Catherine, it's been um, it's certainly been a few months that we've worked together. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Three days ago, a Luton taxi driver had his windows smashed in with a hammer in what police are treating as a racially motivated attack. Now Luton taxi drivers are telling us they're afraid they'll lose their jobs if they defend themselves from the all-too-frequent abuse. This driver didn't want to be named, but here's what he told Justin Dealey yesterday. Do you feel safe as a taxi driver, sir? Not all the time. And the predominant reason for that is that the council doesn't give us the right to defend ourselves. If any taxi driver were to act to defend himself, more than likely he'd lose his badge. So uh, you're in a catch-22 situation where you'd probably rather get attacked and let it happen and then do something about it, go through the channels of police and that, then actually defend yourself. It sounds to me like you have been attacked in the past. Verbally I have, verbally I have, and uh, it actually worked out worse for me, getting verbally attacked, so... If you don't mind me asking, um, what was said to you? Well, I was called a to be blunt. Uh, I was compared to Osama Bin Laden. Uh, I made a complaint and uh, there was a counter-allegation and uh, the council would rather believe a customer than believe a taxi driver. So this is a predicament we're all in, actually. And again, th- this attack at the weekend, we, we believe, was racially motivated. There's still morons out there, clearly, in this town who are very racist. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. It's a minority. I want to say it's a majority. majority of Lut- Lutonians are fair people. Mm. 
but um, you know when you see somebody you, you think is not protect, protected by a body, yeah. you see that as an advantage to go and attack that person. Do you understand what I'm, yeah, what no, I'm trying to say? I know what you're saying. I mean, what, what you're saying echoes what, what every taxi driver's saying here, that, that you have to do this job, but you want more protection. You feel whether it's the council or it the police, you, you're not protected, you, you're not 100% safe, I, are you? No, no, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't blame the police for this. Police are brilliant. If I was to call the police, the police would do what they can um, when they could, like, to protect me, the police will do their job. I yeah. think it's the licensing. I blame the licensing for it. The licensing don't give us enough protection and don't give us enough information to tell us how to protect ourselves. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. The main fear that anybody or any taxi driver, I don't know if they'll say this to you or not, is the fear of losing their badge if they defend themselves. And every taxi driver here has probably got that fear. Very, very interesting stuff. I really appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you very no much. Problem. Thank you. Well, we asked Luton Borough Council for an interview to uh, respond to that, but despite them saying they have no problems with them coming on the show, we're still waiting for a response. So instead, we're going to speak to Lewis Williams, who's a private hire driver in Bedford. Morning, Lewis. Morning. Lewis, what do you make of what that that cabbie said there? If drivers defend themselves, chances are they'll lose their badge. I think the main thing is that if you talk to any taxi driver, private hire driver in any part of your region, you would get exactly the same comments. Um, it's reflected across the whole area. It's not just Luton. Um, Taxi drivers and private hire drivers get the impression, whether it's rightly or wrongly, that the enforcement officers are more interested in finding a minor misdemeanor for a a driver than they are in uh, looking for the protection of the driver or listening to the driver's complaint. Um, the, the courts have a place as well, because sometimes if it goes to court, if they do actually, the police do actually prosecute somebody, the chances are the, the magistrates will just say, oh, it was the drink, no, never mind, go away and play, without any thought as to the impact that that attack or that racial abuse may have had on the driver. So you don't, so feel, that you're, you don't feel, Lewis, that you're protected, protected then? No, I, I think it's, it's the, the, the problem is that the perception uh, and the councils don't help themselves by the fact that um, they, do, they don't give the, the, the information that, they, that that driver was talking about. The, the, the many years ago, we did have uh, some information that came from the, the councils, but that seems to have disappeared over the last few years. That uh, uh, cooperation that there was between local authorities and the drivers, where people were trying to talk to each other so that they understood each other's concerns. And that seems to have vanished over the last few years. And that's not just in, in Luton or Bedford. It's, it's across the, the whole of your region. Have you I ever think... had any trouble, Lewis, in your car? Um, occasionally, um, but I think it's changed. I think that the, the way that the, the uh, people deal with it has changed. Uh, many years ago, there was that kind of problem, but you used to be able to have a joke and that would clear the air. That seems to have vanished in, in the way that the people abuse now. There isn't the uh, sort of the, the way that you could actually deal with it uh, as you could a few years ago, where you could um, they would they would say something, you could make a joke, and it would turn into a conversation. Uh, that now is is more there's more of a, a violent element in the way that the abuse comes over and is coming over to the drivers. And again, as that driver said, if they complain, the chances are that they're the people who will be accused rather than um, the. Um, the, 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 the person who actually did the abuse themselves. In Bedford, Lewis, there were calls, well, I remember we did this story maybe about a year ago, for CCTV to be installed in cabs. Has that happened? 
No, it hasn't happened. Uh, the, 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 one of the difficulties there is, is the costs involved. Um, the, the other thing is that um, the, the, the chances are that that will protect the drivers, and, and that does have an evidential uh, impact. Uh, but uh, there, are, there are some fairly serious costs involved. And, of course, if you change a vehicle, for example, you can't just transfer the, the system over because it has to be refitted depending on the vehicle. So there are also there are complications with it. It is happening, um, but it, it, it's something that unfortunately is um, not only for the driver but also for the local authorities. There are some, some fairly serious cost implications. Lewis, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That's um, Lewis Williams, a private hire driver in Bedford. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You can give us a call on that, or you can give us a call well on pretty much anything you want. Open door policy here on this show. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delays on the M25 at the moment between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40 and it's also heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. There are queues on the A1 southbound at Stirling Corner and also further down between Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. The M1 Luton Spur has major roadworks in both directions between Junction 10A for Kidneywood Roundabout and the M1 Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road, so it's going to affect you if you're travelling to Luton Airport. And on the A40 London Road on the main route through Beaconsfield Old Town, there's resurfacing work in both directions between Park Lane and Windsor End. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thank you very much indeed. Hey, we've had a text about how uh, to keep cool. I, see, I, I kind of like the sound of this. Mike says, I put a few pairs of clean socks in the freezer. Boy, it feels good when I put them on on a really hot day. I'm kind of thinking pants. Don't you end up with wet socks, though? You don't want damp pants. Would you, you put them in a, in a plastic bag? That would protect them, wouldn't it? I don't know. Mike, how do you stop yourself getting wet feet? We need more details, please. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past seven, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Luton Borough Council has launched a legal challenge against plans to build thousands of homes north of Houghton Regis. It says Central Bedfordshire Council is building homes that aren't affordable when there's a dire lack of housing in the town. EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. The Luton-based airline says it will review its decision on a day-by-day basis. Taxi drivers in Luton say they're not defending them themselves against verbal or racial abuse for fear of losing their livelihoods. It comes after a cabbie had his windows smashed in with a hammer during a racially motivated attack on Sunday. The weather will be cloudy at first but staying dry with plenty of sunshine. Top temperatures around 28 degrees Celsius. That's 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Commonwealth Games gets underway today with the opening ceremony in Glasgow. Olympic legend Sir Chris Hoy, who has the velodrome venue named after him, says the Games are a great opportunity for young athletes. Glasgow is going to be spectacular. You get to compete for, for your home country. It's often a chance for new athletes to come through. In track cycling, for example, at the Olympic Games, you get one rider per event per nation. And at the Commonwealth Games, you get three. So there's, there's far more um, inclusion for some of the younger athletes. 
On to football and striker Paul Benson has signed a two-year contract with Luton Town after being released by Swindon. Benson spent last season on loan at Kenilworth Road, scoring 18 goals in 38 games. Meanwhile, manager John Still has given Steve McNulty a new contract. Wickham came from 2-0 down to draw with Chesham at the Meadow last night. MK Dons beat League 2 Dagenham and Redbridge by one goal to nil. There's some concern for captain Dean Lewington, who was taken off with a knee injury. He's due to celebrate his testimonial against Nottingham Forest on Sunday. And Stevenage beat Tunbridge Angels 3-1 in their latest pre-season friendly. The Queen's horse estimate has tested positive for morphine. Initial findings suggest the problem lies in contaminated feed. Here's our horse racing correspondent, Cornelia Slices. Last week, racing's regulator, the British Horse Racing Authority, announced that five horses had tested positive for morphine, prohibited on race days, but declined to give any further information pending an investigation. It was Buckingham Palace which revealed that one of the five is the Queen's best horse of the moment, the Sir Michael Stout trained estimate, winner of last year's Gold Cup at Royal Ascot and only beaten in a thrilling finish to the race this year. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 8 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh yeah! Uh, ways to keep cool at night. <sighs> There's not really a lot to talk about this morning, so we're just kind of just, you know, dipping our toe into whatever, calling with whatever. I've got to say, I've got to say, uh, can we stop this now? This is not becoming an incident that we will deal with on air. We're not supposed to be talking about it. Catherine, we will not be dealing with this on air. This is strictly an off... Well, it started as an on-air problem. It will it, it will be dealt with off air through the official channels. I'm Leslie glad we're is, not talking about it. Leslie has texted in. Lady bosses, welcome to call me regarding the Philip Seymour Hoffman mistake. Mm-hmm. Any attempt to punish Catherine is ridiculous. She spelt her name wrong. She uses a K, not a C. No, but she spelt Seymour right, and that's the important thing. It was an obvious slip of the tongue. Oh, f- full of innuendo, Leslie. Unlike Ian's banging with Kelly today, we were banging on the window. We were ba- uh, Kelly and I were banging on the window. Was, what was the joke there? Leslie? Uh, listen, I don't think we should be talking about this. No, we're, we're not talking about this specifically. I just want to say, I just want to address uh, 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 Leslie's uh, issue. Thank you for your concern. Uh, it really is nothing to do with any of the listeners now. Um, this is being dealt with higher up the food chain. Off air. End of. F off, off air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I uh, you might as well leave. I think your fate has been well and truly sealed, Catherine. Apologies to anyone listening offended by that. It just, I think it's, this is... This whole thing's shaking me, though. I can't, like... Just proves it's not a one-off, doesn't it? Well, I've just let myself down Kelly, now. could you do me a favour? Could you clip that and send that to Lady Boss, please? Yes. And uh, just, just put in the subject heading, um, Ev. Yep. OK, well, that's a shame. That's a real shame. Dennis is on the line. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. Catherine, what's she, what's she getting... I'm, I'm going to leave her microphone down for a little bit, I think is probably oh, appropriate. No, no, what's this? What's this business when she got the word quite wrong? Uh, Dennis, uh, uh, seriously, I'm you not... talking about sailors at the time, Dennis, Dennis, seriously, I'm not allowed to... I've, I've, I've just, in fact, I've just had an email from Lady Boss now. I'm not even allowed to talk about it, so let's move on. What oh, did you call in about today, Dennis? Well... Taxi drivers, it's not changed. I mean, I was a taxi driver a year ago in Don- years ago in Donstable when it was very quiet. But even then, the police used to chase us around. 
They issued far too many certificates for taxi drivers right. with not enough spaces to park properly, right? right? So if we've parked in a side road, we get chased. And if we didn't go out, we got hammered by the council for not working. Right. And there was nothing to do. I mean... Saturday night was good, Sunday night was going off, Monday was even worse, Tuesday, you might as well stay at home. I've, I've actually gone out of the And house. were you making love on Wednesday? No, I was out working. I, had to, I oh, used okay. to go on at six o'clock, buy the petrol, and by midnight, I'd probably not even made the money back. So it was like that. It was deadly. Is there is there a job, Dennis, yeah. that you haven't done? So if, let's go through the C- Dennis's CV. Yeah. You've, you've been to prison, you've made rocking horses. Yep. You were um, a, a taxi. Yeah. You were an, a you're a sailor. Yes. An, an, an annoying bore on radio phoning shows. Is there anything you haven't done? Listen to me. Somebody cut, stopped me in Sainsbury's the other day and said it was about time I had a program with you. What? I said what well, you couldn't afford me. You could not afford me. I'm sure we could find a couple of shekels and a groat no, somewhere. No, you could not afford me. Who stopped you in uh, Tesco's? Was it your wife? No, somebody else who recognised the voice when I was shouting at my missus. <laughs> <laughs> was it the store detective? No. Did someone really come up to you and say, I recognise your yes, voice? Yes, they did, yes. Honestly, I'm not kidding you. How did that make you feel as a person? Well, I thought, damn it all, I might as well ask for a fee from you. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, well, I've really enjoyed your phone calls, Dennis. It's a shame it had to end there. Why? 08459 555 is the uh, telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. Ask about the what? The Specsavers conundrum. Can you be trusted? No. I'm I, hovering over this. You do it. You do it. I've lost all confidence. All right. Well, what paper was it in? The Times. Yeah. I, I folded the corner over. I tell you, I'm going to have your microphone down a bit. Speak. Okay. So you're quiet. So if, if I, I will hear what you're saying, but if you're swearing, then they probably won't hear you. Does that sound? Does that sound fair? Have you got a bleep button? Um, n- um, I've got. Hang on. I've got something we can use as a bleep button. Hang on a second. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Um, yeah, start swearing. No. I'm not going to be swearing like that. Okay, just going to keep you faded down a bit. Okay. So the story is, one, one-eyed one man begs for half-price tests. Why? I'm telling you why. I'm asking in short sentences. Why? Don't shout. Oh, I'm going to turn your microphone down a little bit more if you're going to shout to compensate. There is an old joke about a, uh, a man with one eye who argues that a cinema should let him in half price. Why are we starting off with a joke? Instead, the ticket seller charges him double because he claims it will take him twice as long to watch the film. David Rainsford should watch what he wishes for. All right, Patrick Kidd, who wrote this story. Let's be sarky. Mr Rainsford, who lost his eye when he was 14, has written to Specsavers' head office to demand that the price of his eye test be reduced. The father of two argues that since he has a glass eye, he should pay half the consultation fee. It's discriminatory, said Mr Rainsford, an operations manager from Cramlington, Northampton, Northumberland. Northampton, Northumberland. You cannot get a disease in a glass eye. I have to look after the eye I have left. The thing is, if you only had one eye tested, right... More important. Huh? More important. If you only had one eye tested, it doesn't halve the length of time you're in the opticians. True. So, I'm, I'm sorry, what? 
True. It does, yeah. So why would you get a 50% reduction? Does it work for gloves if you've only got one hand? Does could, what, could somebody argue the same? What, about an opticians? Probably not, not Kelly, the no. the opticians. The glovists. There was that man with the trainer. Tell him that story. What's the story with the man with the trainer? The fella had one leg, he nicked a trainer and he got done for it. Oh, she's going to swear! Oh, I think I got oh, there just yeah. in time. Just, just in time. Joyce and Lee Grave, I can, I can only apologise for <laughs> some of the language this morning. Apology accepted. Thank you very much indeed. Let's Don't just do hope, it again. Le- well, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> Let's just hope uh, Tony Hall, who owns the BBC, and indeed Lord Sebastian Coe oh, and uh, Sir Stephen O'Vettington uh, accept the apology as well <laughs> uh, for, for uh, Kelly's... Uh, I'll send you a reference in. Well, it's not, it's not for me! I've not sworn! <laughs> I know the rules of radio! You said Kelly. Counties, yes. You said Kelly. <laughs> when? Just then. When? You said apologise for Kelly's. I meant Catherine. <laughs> I apologise <laughs> for my mistake. Welcome. See, your microphone ain't never coming back on. Stop talking about. Stopped. It. Joyce. Right. This fella, he's got one eye. Should he get half price on the night test? <laughs> No, not really. Perhaps they should test where the glass, uh, the artificial eye is for trouble at the back of the eye. You don't know, you see. Oh. If, they, if they examine the other eye oh. without the eyeball, yeah? Oh, don't you start. Uh-uh. Right. OK. You know you were saying about your socks and your unmentionables in the freezer? Um, my underpants. I wear <laughs> um, a, a loose-fitting short. Just from... a minute. I'm trying to picture it. OK. okay. Loose, a loose-fitting short from Marks and Spencers. Right. Wonderful. <laughs> Yes, I'm thinking. So, someone has suggested I put them in the pan, in, in the pants, in the freezer or the fridge. Yes, you do. Really? Yeah, you said that. Who said that? You did. Well, someone suggested it. Oh, I see. Anyway, what? this is a little tip for <coughs> any mum or dad, but or anybody buying a furry toy from any of the children's shops, kids' cottage or the children's shop anywhere. Okay, or the heart shop, and you know you. You should clean them as they do. What? They look lovely and everything with a bit of Dettol, that Dettol stuff. With I mean, nice... Joyce, I, I glimpsed away for a second because I've got a stroppy text from Leslie again. Oh, right. And then I missed... What am I cleaning with Dettol? <laughs> the furry toy. Oh, OK. I'm, so a I'm... furry animal or toy from the children's shop. OK. Why right? would you clean it with Dettol? You know the Dettol cleaner? Not, yeah. Not, not the Dettol like you put on your legs and whatever. I know Dettol. Like, Okay, well, you just wipe that down. Dettol! It's dinner time! (laughs) I'm a Russian oligarch. Oh, right. Dettol! It is dinner time! Come downstairs now for your dinner! (laughs) You wipe this little furry thing down. Oh, Joyce, don't you start, please! And you talk to it. Oh, for goodness sakes. And then... I've got no idea where we're going with this. Yes? (laughs) You put it in a freezer bag. Yeah. Oh, any bag, carrier bag, anything. It all okay. depends how big it is. Yeah, of course and it does. And then, then you put it in the freezer overnight. Yeah. Well, so, so you've got what... frozen Dettol lollipop. <laughs> and that kills all the bacteria inside the what, little toy. What bacteria? Well, there's always bacteria in those little bunny uh, Listen, things. no, listen. Kids should be eating dirt and shoving oh. worms up their nose. Well, I believe that they should pick up little bits of germs even there, but you don't know where that little animal or toy well, has been, It's been you? in the toy shop. I know, but you know what I mean, don't you? Do you mean second-hand ones? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, my wife won't let me buy second-hand cuddly toys for the kids. Oh, I bought a lovely rabbit 
it's about foot and a half oh, long. Sorry. It's beautiful. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where'd you put that? And I'm going to hide it for the oh. great grandson. I'm oh. going to hide it so he thinks it's a real one <laughs> when oh, he sees it. That's how old's the great grandson? Twenty six. No. It's about two year old. Oh bless you! But that's yeah. very Joyce. That's very sweet. Thank you very much. Mike's in Bedford. Morning, Mike. Yeah, and you. I put. I'm on. It's on about putting me socks in the fridge. Oh, you're the cold sock man. Yes. Um, I, I don't have a problem with a damp because I don't feel it sort of thing because my feet are so hot. If it does go damp, it just helps cool my feet. Yeah. And I've just tried. I've just gone and put a couple of T-shirts in the freezer. You are insane, yeah. Yeah, go on. I'm going to try it here. And anything when it gets too hot because. Yeah. I'm getting a bit old for the heat now. So. Yeah. Oh, I don't like the. I don't like this. It's too hot. When, can we have? Can we have winter again, please? <laughs> so I'll put a couple of t-shirts. Oh, you got to put put some pants in there for no, us. No, I'm not that brave. No, do it, do it. No, 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 because everything shrinks. Yeah, I, well, I haven't got enough to shrink. Got, Mike, thank you very much indeed. Leslie's texted in. Leslie, I'll read this out, and then this is the end of it. Please, please. If Ka- if Catherine is suspended. Who's mentioned suspension? I will be writing it. You've brought that up. I'll be writing in to complain. Okay. And Ian, you clearly ended your window story of the statement you were banging with Kelly. Innuendo, of course. Taken as such, yes. We were banging the window together. Kelly and I, I told you, we were banging the window. Kelly and I were banging the window. We were. And we upset, um, trying to get the attention of some drunks. And Jonathan Vernon Smith heard and he looked around and we hid. Yeah. That's what you do, Ian. I'm not having a dig at you. Well, but Catherine does not deserve punishment for yesterday. Well, Leslie, Leslie, you know what she did yesterday. I'm, I'm guessing you probably let's not, heard. Let's not talk about it anymore. Well, no, I know, but just when this. Okay. But Leslie, I've got your phone number. So. For goodness' sake. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delays at the moment on the M25 between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. It's also heavy uh, and uh, clockwise between Junction 21 for the M... Anti-clockwise, sorry, for the M1 and uh, Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Very slow again on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And there are queues on the A1 southbound at Stirling Corner, and that's causing problems back to Boreham Wood. Also slow further down between Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Uh, and on the A40 London Road on the main route through Beaconsfield Old Town, there's research work in both directions between Park Lane and Windsor End, so do expect delays. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.46, it's Wednesday the 23rd of July. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council says building expensive homes on land near Houghton Regis will do nothing to solve the town's housing crisis. EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. And people in Aylesbury are demanding the roundabout at Devereux Place on the A41 is made safer after numerous accidents there. We'll be hearing more about that in a little bit, but right now let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Not a bad start at all this morning. We have some blue sky and sunshine for many of us. Just a bit of cloud up towards parts of Bedfordshire and the further uh, east you go at the moment. But it looking like that's melting away fairly significantly and fairly quickly as well. So we're bathed in blue sky and sunshine for the rest of the day. And the temperature likely to get up to around 28 Celsius. Just a bit of light relief coming in from the east in the form of a very light breeze. 
breeze which could just take the edge off the stifling temperature. It's going to be a really nice evening, warm and sunny. Sunset's just after nine. When it does, we'll get another warm and muggy night. May get a bit of cloud moving in from the east as well. But the minimum temperature in the colder spots, 15. Built-up areas, though, 16 to 17 Celsius. So still another warm, uncomfortable night. Similar start for tomorrow. Plenty of sunshine, perhaps a bit of cloud at first, but that will again melt away. And tomorrow afternoon, the maximum temperature is likely to reach 28 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Kate, I appreciate you joining in the bounce <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, you've joined our Beatles puns. You've come up with uh, Here Comes the Bum. Uh, but just, just proofread them before you send them, please. Oh, no, sorry. Lazy. Very, Lazy, very naughty. Isn't it? Kate, thank you very much. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a lovely combination of town and country. There's some really good rural qualities around here. And all this week we're featuring Stotfold and Henlow. It's a fascinating place. There's quite a lot of country walks you can do. It's a good mixed town. Inviting everyone to where you live. Everybody's so nice and friendly. That's what I like about it. There's a community spirit that people seem to pick up on. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. It's a very friendly, gentle place to live. I was born here. We've only been here for a few years and been made to feel really welcome. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. A little bit of a carnival vibe there with that kind of music. I'm wanting to get out my steel drums, get some patties and uh, put some fruit on my head. Feeling carnival! I've never been to a carnival in my life and do you know what, guys? I'm probably, probably never going to go to one. Now, people living in Aylesbury say someone could be killed if changes are not made to a roundabout opposite their homes. There have been a number of collisions where Devereux Place meets the A41 Vista Road with the latest one earlier this month. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been speaking to residents Wilma and Joe about this. Uh, Justin, what have they had to say? Morning, boss. Well, um, they feel the council are ignoring their concerns. Now, when I arrived at this roundabout on Monday, I was there for only 15 minutes, and in 15 minutes I saw three near misses, and that was when the roundabout wasn't particularly busy. Um, Also, uh, there was debris by the roundabout from a previous accident. So from what I saw, uh, clearly a problem. Here's what Joe and Wilma had to say. Joe, what's your message to the local council, Bucks County Council, about the situation here? Well, um, statistics were mentioned from them that, that it was something like five accidents reported in 12 years, was it, Wilma? Something like that. And um, statistics, my foot, because there's been three in the last week. So um, not all road traffic accidents are reported. Not all insurances report the um, accidents. The three that we've had this week weren't reported, um, other than for us to ask the council to come and clear the debris. And as you can see, the debris's still here. Do you think if they don't solve this and quickly, they will live to regret that? I think that's always the case with the council, whoever's in charge of the roads and, um, you know, servicing and maintaining them, um, getting statistics, true statistics. They need to come and watch this roundabout. We've requested that they come and watch it. Come they haven't and done that? No, nope, they haven't. So they're not interested? Not interested at all. Wilma? The council um, assured me that they would send a technician out and, in fact, um, told me that somebody would telephone me so that we could make an arrangement for them to come out. That was on the 27th of June. I'm still waiting, Justin. Again, we should put that point to them. And lastly, did I hear a mention of... uh a comparison to Beirut a moment ago here? 
well, <clears throat> I suppose it's, it's, well, it's not very fair, but really and truly sometimes, I don't know whether, you know, we in Beirut or New York um, with all the tooting, um, you know, those yellow taxis um, going round, but everyone seems to then be vying for a space when it becomes a single lane uh, traffic um, area. And this is the problem we are constantly having. Another near miss there. Um, do you think the council simply don't care about you and the local people? I think um, that, you know, the, just in the. the, the we've, we've made, we have to make this point so clear to the council. We are not. The, 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 the question is not to ridicule them and, and to get them to do anything that um, is going to cause. Uh, over budgeting etc etc but we are just asking them most respectfully come out here have a look spend you know at least a few hours and then you can see it from our point of view and in that way something just some minor alteration can be done to prevent anything really really bad happening well we can speak to ruth feigl headley cabinet member for transportation at bucks county council uh, ruth any chance you could go out there and see what's happening oh yes good morning to you absolutely more than happy to go up more than happy to stand there and have a look um i'm just really sorry to uh, have heard what i've just heard um Certainly, people's safety, road safety, is of paramount importance. I'm recently appointed, and and that's my ethos. Uh, More than happy to go and meet the residents, more than happy to welcome the residents into Bucks County Council to sit down and to discuss this further. Um, You know, what more can I offer to do? I'm just very, very saddened to hear their views and the the way that they feel let down by us, because that's certainly not something I would do. I like you, Ruth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, no, you've, 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 you've come on. You've not, you're not flim-flammed. You've come on and said, oh, yeah, some people are upset. OK, how can we sort this out? I, I think that has to be respected. There is a discrepancy, isn't there, between your statistics and what the residents are seeing happening there. How does, how does that happen, do you, do you think? Well, I, I heard one lady saying that it was over a 14-year period. The stats that I've got are from 2009 until current. So it's a five-year period. Um, But do you know what? It doesn't matter whether there's been one accident or 30 accidents. The residents aren't happy. The residents feel feel that there is a a safety issue. Um, As I've said, I'm more than happy to go myself with an engineer, a qualified engineer. It may mean that the roundabout just needs further lining and signing. So so what could could be done? How, How would you do that? Well, I mean, as I say, until I see it, I can't, I can't right. categorically what, tell what, you. What powers lining... do you have to change things there, Ruth? Well, I'm the Cabinet Member for Transportation. You can do what you want. Well, within reason, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> so when do, you think, when, when do you think you might be able to go down and, and, and have a chat with those two ladies and see what's happening? Well, I shall most definitely have an engineer up there today. Um, hey. I shall see if I can get my diary arranged so that I can pop up tomorrow. I don't know the actual ladies' names and details in, in question, and obviously I wouldn't ask you to air that on the radio. No. Nope. Uh, but I will get somebody to call you or your office and see if we can make contact with them. If I can get out to them tomorrow, more than happy to do so. Hey, listen, can I, can I just say, this is so refreshing, Ruth. It's the number of times we have, we have uh, cabinet members and, and councillors and things come on and say, oh, no, well, that, that, it's not my responsibility, and we have to, to run it through the board. Genuinely, I'm very impressed with your attitude, and uh, you're, you're kind of, No, seriously, I think, you know, I often have a go at people on here, but credit where credit's due, 
You've come on. You've said, yeah, this falls under my remit. Uh, we'll have a little look and we'll, uh, we'll go and see if there's anything uh, that can be done. And I think you should be thoroughly applauded for that. Thank you. Um, uh, stay there, because I think we're getting... It's Mavis... Uh, who are the two ladies that Justin was talking to? It was Joe and Wilma. We've got Joe on the line. Morning, Joe. Good morning. You... Lovely to speak to you. Nice to speak to you in person. Did you just hear what Ruth was saying? I did, but um, A, it wasn't in 14 years, and B, what as the... Wilma said, she had tried try to but get to... somebody from June well, come do, over. But listen, Ruth, Ruth is saying, yes, OK, there may have been mistakes in the past. She's going to send a technician down there and she's going to come down there and have a look herself. That's, that's great, but that's what we've been waiting for since June. But since it's, somebody said they would come over since but, June. But it's, it's, hang on, it's only July. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Fantastic. Let's, and I know you're frustrated, and I know exactly why you're frustrated, and we've been talking about this story for a while here, and you're, you're, you're basically worried that someone's going to get hurt, and it's, of course it's taken a while to get there. But today, Ruth has said at some point soon, a technician... And Ruth herself, the Cabinet Member for Transportation, they're going to come down and have a look and see if there's anything they can do. That'd be lovely. Is that we'll, OK? We'll be there waiting. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. Joe. We'll, we'll, we'll swap details. Ruth, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, and I'm sorry the ladies are so frustrated, but I will be out there myself either, you know, I'll try and get there this afternoon. If not, it'll be tomorrow, but I will certainly have a qualified engineer... Uh, to come out and reassess the roundabout. And, and as I say, it could be something simple like lineage, signage, driver education. It, I don't know until I get there all the engineer advises, but we are on it, you know, and I don't want to hear residents this upset. I don't want people having accidents on our roads. And if we can prevent it, we will do so. Ruth, maybe we'll have a, a little chat at the end of the week or early next week to see if there is anything that can be done? Absolutely, not a problem I at appreciate all. your time. Thank you. That's Ruth Vigor Hedley. Remember her name? Vigor. Well, I'll remember her name. I'll get it right. Ruth Vigor Hedley, Cabinet Member for Transportation at Bucks County Council. How refreshing is that? I'm shocked. I'm sat here with my sleeves rolled up. Did you hear that, Justin? Absolutely fantastic. I Fair play. S- ten out of ten. I am sat here with my sleeves rolled up. I've yeah. pushed my coffee to the side. <laughs> I'm all set for a Barney. Yep. And th- 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 listen, that's a lesson to all of you councillors, all of you uh, cabinet members, all of you MPs. She completely disarmed me mm-hmm. in her first sentence. Absolutely. Oh, there's a problem. It falls under my powers. I'll go and have a look. Yeah. Maybe this afternoon. I mean, it's incredible. Well, I- that's what all councils should be doing. They should be taking taking a clip of that, and that should be sent round to, to training centres for councils right the way across beds, arts and bugs. That Just, is the way to do things. Justin, excellent stuff. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm shocked. Because I don't think I've ever heard that anywhere. Not that fast, no. I don't th- I'm trying to think. On, on Newsnight or local radio and everywhere in between, I don't think I've heard someone come on and say, oh, OK, there's a problem. I'm sorry about that. That's really bad. OK. Do you know what? Sometimes it's not as simple as that, but they do have warning about what we're going to talk about. So yeah. you would think that maybe a strategy could be formed beforehand to look as if you are interested and you'll do something. So, so often, this is why we, you know, occasionally we struggle to get people to come on because they don't want to dra- address things head on. They don't want to look bad. They don't look bad, but, uh, and they, they won't accept responsibility. Uh, or answer the question. But she, Ruth completely disarmed me. I had nothing. I had nothing to go for then because she said, oh, it's, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's really bad. I ha- I'm upset that people are upset. Well, let's see if we can sort this out. Wowzers. Human being. Yeah, exactly, a human being. And, and d- 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 how do you react to something like that, Kath? Oh, oh for Kath. goodness sakes, Catherine. <laughs> 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delays on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Also heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Very slow again on the North Orbital Road at uh, the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's slow on a few parts of the A1, uh, firstly at the Black Cat roundabout. There's also queues southbound at Stirling Corner and causing problems back to Boreham Wood. It's also slow further down between Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. The M1 Luton Spur has major roadworks in both directions between the Kidneywood Roundabout and the Luton Airport Spur Road. That's going to affect you if you're travelling to Luton Airport today. And on the A40 London Road on the main route through Beaconsfield Old Town has resurfacing work in both directions between Park Lane and Windsor End. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Chris. Dean has tweeted, Wow, a council member who actually listens and wants to help? That's like seeing a shooting star. Extremely rare. A little bit in shock here this morning. Well done, Ruth. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines row over housing in Bedfordshire. A teenager drowns in Buckinghamshire and EasyJet suspends flights to Israel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council has launched a legal challenge against plans to build thousands of homes north of Houghton Regis. It says Central Bedfordshire Council is building homes that aren't affordable when there's a dire lack of housing in the town. Zoe MacDonald and her partner and their one-year-old daughter have been told they can't stay on the council waiting list. I've been on the council waiting list since 2011, even got to the stage of bidding on houses and being considered for them and we've just received a letter now telling us that we're no longer eligible for a property. Well we can't afford to pay private rent. Victims of the plane crash in Ukraine are being flown back to the Netherlands today. A national day of mourning is being held across Holland. A teenage boy has drowned in the River Thames at Marlow. Police divers found his body last night. Barry Caffrey reports. Officers were called to the river near Gosmore Lane at about half past four yesterday afternoon after reports that someone was in the river. At just after eight o'clock in the evening, divers from the specialist search and rescue team recovered the body of the boy who is believed to be a 13-year-old from the Marlow area. The death is not believed to be suspicious. EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. The Luton-based airline says it will review its decision on a day-by-day basis. Taxi drivers in Luton say the fear of losing their jobs makes them too afraid to defend themselves if they're racially or physically abused. It comes after a taxi driver had his windows smashed in with a hammer during a racially motivated attack on Sunday. Private hire driver Lewis Williams told Ian Lee they don't feel they're being backed by local authorities. Taxi drivers and private hire drivers get the impression, whether it's rightly or wrongly, that the enforcement officers are more interested in finding a minor misdemeanour for a, for a driver than they are in uh, looking for the protection of the driver or listening to the driver's complaint. People in Aylesbury are warning that someone could be killed if improvements aren't made to a busy roundabout. They say too many collisions are happening opposite Devereux Place on the A41. Wilma Cordell has had her car written off. We feel that accidents are going to continue to happen along this stretch of road. And if we don't do anything about it, sadly, we feel that there could be a fatality one of these days. We don't want that at all. 
In sport, the opening ceremony of the 20th Commonwealth Games takes place in Glasgow this evening and is expected to have a global television audience of more than one billion people. And the weather will be cloudy at first but staying dry with plenty of sunshine. Top temperatures around 28 degrees Celsius, that's 82 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a lovely combination of town and country. It's all about where you live. There's some really good rural qualities around here. And all this week we're featuring Stotfold and Henlow. I married a Stotfold man and we stayed here. As far as Bedfordshire goes, this must be one of the nicest places to live. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm just doing a FaceTime with Kelly Betts. Is it innuendo in that, is there, Leslie? Just doing a FaceTime. It's the only way I can communicate safely with the other studio, Kelly, without um, Catherine uh, swearing or... Swearing. Yeah, doing something potty-mouthed. It's awful. We'll leave it there then, shall we? Hey, hang on, Ian. Catherine, oh, we can hear Catherine. We can hear it. No, 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 no. Man alive. What do we do this for? Every day it's the same old. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Four minutes past eight on today's show. Rose, Rose and more Rose. Row one, councils go head-to-head on housing. Row two, taxi drivers say they're rowing with racists. It's all kicking off, basically. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Maria's on the line. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. What would you like to say? Well, I've got a cutting here because I collect papers to put down for my dogs yes. when I go out. Yeah. Necessary. And um, the, a soldier nickname, Bomb Magnet. Bomb after... Magnet? Yes. That's not a great nickname for a soldier. Well, that's what they call him. The Bomb Magnet, after OK. After being blown up 17 times by... Oh, blimey. Inch... Incendiary devices. In, incendiary attacks. Yep. Yesterday, received a medal for gallantry from the Prince of Wales, hey. Buckingham Palace. Well, isn't that something to celebrate? It happened on the paper, the twelfth of July. Fantastic. I'm wondering if we can't send him a parcel what? from well, our I, what? country. I think that would be wonderful. Send him a parcel. A parcel. Of, of he what? He's still fighting. He thought he'd lost his leg at Red. Well, he's got he's got a, he's got a medal. And he's been awarded by by the Queen. That's that's you know that's reward enough, isn't it? Well, don't you think it would be lovely to send him a parcel? What would you put in a parcel to a soldier that you never met, whose nickname is Bomb Chocolate Magnet? Chocolate sweet. Not a clock. I can tell you what they like. My friend's a soldier. Oh yeah, go on. What are the chocolates and sweets? Chocolate sweets. Definitely not a ticking clock. You could no. You can put in. Yeah. You know those little a um, razor for to shave. I uh, thought and stuff. Stuff to put on smellies. They shave. do like smellies because yeah. obviously it's difficult out there. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to pamper yourself. Flannel soap. Magaz- Flannels. Magazines. But they're heavy, so be careful. Nuts. You can send them BFPO for free. Nuts. You've Pardon? got to send light things. Yeah. Make sure. Brushes, put it in a paste. Put it in a shoebox. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what else they like? Booze. But don't put too much in because the fun police take them out. No. We don't want to give them booze. Yeah, you can give them like little gin you and tonics. You can't give soldiers booze. You can. They love it. Can't give soldiers booze. Do you think booze. we could arrange it? 
Well, Maria, listen, that, that can be a little, if you want to, that's a little project that you could certainly uh, get involved with all, all by yourself, maybe members of your local community. I think you can just randomly send parcels. I think you can send parcels. Don't Maria, that would, be, that would be a lovely thing to do. Good for you. But where, where, where can we send it to? Afghanistan, are, are we still there? there? No, you send it BFPO. Go and ask at the post office, they'll have an address for you. Will they? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, just pick a place. And they'll give you the BFPO address. You can write it on the F-P-O. front of your box. BFPO. B-S-E-O. B-F-P-O. C-O. No, P. P for Paul. Or Peter. B-S. Say it again. B. B for, B for, for Buzzy B. F for Freddie. Yeah. Don't get frustrated, Catherine. She's doing her best, all right? For goodness P- sakes. Oh, she, she's doing... Try. P for Pepper. And O for... B-S-T... Yes, you're o. nearly there. And then O for O. B-S-T-O. No, hang on. You're so, what are you saying, Maria? B-S-T-O. It's not, it's not an S and there's not a T in there. No. P- Catherine, you're not enunciating. It's your accent. Try and F- do it in a normal voice. F, F for Freddie. I've got that. Yeah. Where? P for Pepper. P for fe- Pepper, yeah. Yeah, not T. There you go. And you're done. So oh. what letters have you got? B-S-P-O. Beautiful. Bingo. OK. Well, you do that, Maria, and that'll be... I've a l- got that right. I'm doing my best to get something out there. Good good for you. Well, well done. What a, what a generous, what a generous spirited lady she certainly is. Fantastic. Excellent stuff, Maria. Thank you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties has uncovered a bitter row over housing between Luton and central Bedfordshire councils. Uh, Luton has launched a legal challenge against plans for thousands of homes to the north of Houghton Regis, arguing it's the wrong kind of housing. Well, Zoe MacDonald, her partner and their one-year-old daughter, have been on Luton Council's housing list since September. Our reporter, Sophie Solaria, spoke to Zoe about her desperation to move into a bigger place. We moved here uh, just over 12 months ago. We privately rent. I've been on the council waiting list since 2011. Even got to the stage of bidding on houses and being considered for them. And we've just received a letter now telling us that we're no longer eligible for a property. Well, we can't afford to pay private rent. It's over £200 a month more than council rent. We're struggling each week just to make ends meet. And I don't know what we're going to do. The owner of the house has recently passed away, so the house we currently rent may be getting sold. And to move anywhere else, I need over a £1,000 deposit, which I just haven't got. Have the council told you why you're not eligible? They've just said to me that it's because my husband works full-time they think we should be able to afford to rent privately. He's a roof tiler. You can't afford to live in Kempston otherwise? No, it's it's hard enough finding four-bed properties um, and the rent on them, you're lucky if you get anything below £900. And you say that you're in your overdraft every month to try and pay already? Every week, yeah. We, we use all our overdraft every week so that when my husband then gets paid on a Friday, we've hardly got anything left, so then it's back on the overdraft again. What are you going to do, Karen? I have no idea, no idea at all. I haven't got the money for a deposit to move anywhere else. I just, I have no idea what to do. 
Well, listening to that is Rick Blythe, Head of Policy at the Royal Town Planning Institute. Morning, Rick. Good morning. Now, Rick, obviously you can't talk about the legalities of this and that it would appear there's a bitter feud between the uh, two councils. How common are rows between councils over building on land? Uh, councils have a duty to cooperate between each other to produce the plans that they produce for housing and other purposes. There are some cases where... Um, it has not been possible to arrive at that cooperation and agreement. And there are other cases where it's happened successfully. But, um, a row is possibly putting it a bit strongly. These, these problems aren't just limited to Luton, are there? There are other areas where a council is limited to where it can build. They just don't have the space. What, what else are they supposed to do? There are many cases where the boundaries are very tightly drawn around the built-up area. Um, you're right that Luton is certainly not unique in that respect. There are also other cases where, by um, luck of history, a place like Chester, for example, is surrounded by a lot of open space which is in the same council area. So, to a certain extent, there is uh, a luck of the draw on this one, which is a bit unfortunate. And um, it is problematic in the situation where the land outside the council is in a different council. Shouldn't there be somebody making councils build? Oh, we used to have one. Um, the government used to be, the Labour government used to be very firm on producing numbers for councils. Um, the, the coalition came in and said, we don't like this top-down um, rule-setting process and we want councils to work it out among themselves. And I should say that the local government as a whole was very keen on that um, bottom-up approach. But it does require councils to make agreements between each other as to how to deal with the, the thorny problem of overspill. What if councils don't cooperate together? At the moment, all that can happen is that uh, the council um, on either side of the border may run the risk of having its plan thrown out by the government and it has to turn around and start again, which is quite a slow process. And in the uh, Royal Town Planning Institute where I work, we're trying to work out a situation where we might propose... um, a more incentive-based system where it's worthwhile to cooperate because in return you get uh, public investment from the government. Rick, thank you very much for your time this morning. Rick Blythe, Head of Policy at the Royal Town Planning Institute. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. You got a text about um, the P-Man. Oh, actually, let's do the housing text first. Uh, why does the lady need a four-bedroom house when it's only her, her husband and one child? And why not consider moving to a cheaper area? Lisa in Leighton Buzzard. It's a question. Uh, slightly more uh, the text about uh, the P-Man. Paul Scoyne. I don't know if I can read this. I don't know if I can read this, can I? Don't ask me. Apparently, I'm not allowed to speak. Well, you're, you are not the best judge of, uh, <laughs> of what's, what's broadcastable. Janine Luton says, Paul Scoyne's... Janine Luton has texted in. <laughs> 81333. She started a text 3CR, so it's come to us. She, you might want to get near that microphone, Paul, because I'd like to get your response to this. Janice, Jan from Luton has texted in. Paul Scoynes. Hi. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. Paul Scoynes has got what my late mum would call a dark brown voice. Swarthy. Is, is that a... 
Does she mean like chocolate? <laughs> really hope so. <laughs> yeah. He has, in a way, hasn't he? I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah. I think it's meant to be one. Richard Bryars. Oh, here we go. Rest of the show. Um, what food does your voice sound like? Richard Bryars has got a, a, a voice like a, a, a crumbly old cake. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> hasn't he? Yeah. Like a sort of ginger cake or something you, your nan would make for a Sunday tea time. Yes. You've got um, the the voice, Catherine, of um, Weetos or knickknacks. <laughs> wow. Knickknacks. You know, irritating, spicy. You've got a voice Hot. like a cinder trapped under a grate. What a, what a fantastic image from the old Victorian era. Where <laughs> I was going to say your voice sounds a bit like a penguin biscuit. I love that. So sort of crunchy, but soft on the middle. Kelly sounds like pick and mix. Well, thank you. What does your voice sound like? Call me now. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still got delays on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 uh, for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Also heavy on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage North and 7 for Stevenage South. Very slow still on the uh, North Orbital Road as well at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's slow on a few parts of the A1. Firstly, on the Great North Road at the Black Cat roundabout. Also queue southbound at Stirling Corner. That's causing problems back to Boreham Wood. And it's slow further down between Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Slow on the A30 one in North Watford, uh, northbound at the Dome Roundabout, and uh, very slow on the A40 Western Avenue eastbound between the Swockleys Roundabout and the Hangar Lane Gyratory. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, Chris! It's 8.16, it's uh, Wednesday the 23rd of July. Boy, oh boy, are we stirring the pot here at BBC Three Counties Radio. We're winding up members of the team. These are your news headlines. Luton Borough Council says building expensive homes on land near Houghton Regis will do nothing to solve the town's housing crisis. Police divers have recovered the body of a 13-year-old boy who's drowned in the River Thames at Marlow. And EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours, following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about beds, hearts and bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind you, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, HCO SoCal, what's the logo on your top? Yes. Well, that's the, the lettering on your top. There's a picture of um, a flying bird. I wouldn't normally wear this top to work, but I'm having to prepare for the flea man oh. tomorrow. <laughs> it's a fl- you're getting a flea man. It's gone from powders and sprays to a flea man. I've got an executive company coming round tomorrow Yeah. with some very exclusive sprays. Oh, gosh. But I've been told I've got to literally wash everything. Oh, no. Everything. Yeah. Having just moved... Yeah. Everything's got to now be washed. Uh, we had moths 
and we had to wash everything. Dreadful. Or take things to the dry cleaners or freeze clothes. Yes, I was told to put things in the freezer kills, as well. Kills them off, yeah. Right. Yeah, and we did it, we did it. And get, hey, guess what, guys? We still had moths. Did, no, don't say that. No, we did. We moved house in the end. Not, bec- not, not because of that, <laughs> but that was... That was a new was a, owners of Ian's house. You good, can sue him. Good luck, guys. Good luck with that. Well, I think you look very street, oh. very urban. That's not quite the look I was going for. That's oh. the problem at work. Ah, I see. Okay, okay. Well, you, you, you're not dressed for work. It's like a mufty day. Yes. For you. I think you should undo that top button. Do you think so? Yes, too, it's, t- it's, it's too high. Undo it's it. It's funny you should say that, because I made the conscious effort as I was walking in this morning of doing it up. No, undo it. Looks a bit silly. That's better. Well, now I'm worried if you go too low on the buttons. Oh, yes, it is. A little, little bit of cleavage. A little bit of moobage. What do you reckon, potty mouth cat? Collar's a bit Harry Hill for that, I think. I like it. But if, if it's done up higher, you look, you look like a vicar. I don't With mind. that black shirt on. I don't, a trendy vicar, black shirt jeans. <laughs> Shall we put a piece yeah. of white on you? Hang on a minute, let's yeah. tear this. And I'll take a picture. Yeah. Put, that, put that there. Hang on a minute. Oh. <laughs> do you do look like a Vic? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Turn around. Hang on, hang on, get this right. Hang on, right. Hang on. Hang on. That's how we looking. I can't. ripped a good bit of paper. Oh, there. what, you want to do it? Gonna... Hang on a minute. Just bear with, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Two childish men <laughs> <laughs> mucking around. Everyone likes to dress up as a vicar, don't they? And you had the audacity to abuse my bit of paper? I want to get it... What are you doing? I'm That's... Oh, gosh, you're an old-school vicar. Do, do, do you what's on your show and I'll make myself a dog collar. OK. Coming up on this morning's Big Phone-In at nine, I'm asking, is racism still a problem where you live? As you've been discussing in this morning, Luton taxi drivers say they, f- they fear losing their livelihood. Uh, and it's making them too afraid to defend themselves if they're being racially or physically abused. It comes after a taxi driver had his window smashed with a hammer during a racially motivated attack on Hitchin Road on Sunday. Well, a couple of months ago on the JVS show, we heard how nearly one in three people admitted to being racially prejudiced. The British Attitude Survey claimed that 30% of the 2,000 people polled admitted that they were very, or perhaps just a little bit, racist. Mm. Well, from nine this morning, I want us to continue the racism discussion. I'm going to be asking, is racism still a problem where you live? Your stories, your views on 08459 455 555, please. Everyone's a little bit racist. You reckon? I think so, yes. Uh, it's just smile. I'm just taking a picture of Ian with his dog collar on so I can tweet it for you. Does it look good? <laughs> I could be uh, a man of the cloth. Oh, the thorn birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not old enough to get that reference. You are. Uh, I am. Right, I'm going to tweet this now. Brilliant. What's... I'll include you in on it. Thank um, you very much. In on it, we'll so everyone can see what childish nonsense we've been mucking around with. Anyway, on the big phone, in, is racism still a problem where you live? I would like your calls from nine, please. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. The last sentence I said to Jonathan Vernon-Smith as he left the studio was, I used to love the Bible when I was younger. I did. I used to be able to quote all of... Not quote. I used to be able to name in order. When I went to Wednesday Club, we'd have a game, right? We'd have two games. One was who could recite the titles, um, the chapters of the New Testament, the quickest. It was always between me and Fiona King. His brother was called... called No, 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 no. He was called Wayne. It's a true story. (sighs) And then we'd have another game, right, where we'd stand and we'd have... 
Bibles under our arms, right? It sounds like this. So you hold the Bible, they go, sheathe your swords. What? Bible goes under the arm. Draw your swords. You hold the Bible up in the air. Christian soldiers. And then they would like, name a chapter and a verse in the Bible. <laughs> There's all these eight-year-old kids going, and Jesus said, no! I was into the Bible as well. What was, was the question? What? And Jesus said no. What was the No, he said low. No. Oh, for the heck, you sinners. Oh, well, he was playing play your cards right. Oh, for goodness. I wanted to be a nun. Really? Yeah. I was going to be a vicar. Thornbirds. <laughs> don't think there's any nuns in that. Well. Or there might have been. The, 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 yes. Um, we've got literally nothing for the next 35 minutes, have we? It's not strictly true. You've got some texts. Well, I've got... I've, I don't know if I can read these. Um, OK, let's have a little look about this. Oh, for goodness sake, this is not a thing. Right, Pete and Stockfold. Out of interest, what time was Cathgate yesterday? I want to listen back on the iPlayer so I know why she's being oh, fired later. It's been taken out of the been, iPlayer. It's been removed, Podcast. hasn't it? Uh, Lee and Letchworth. Ian, I'm starting a campaign to save Cath's job. Save our Cath or Sock. Come on, Cath, we're all behind you. Well, you Thanks, will be behind her. She's walking down. Listen, no, no decision has been made and will not be made until her meeting at half past ten today, OK? It's looking good, though. You're not doing it. You did yourself no favours today by... Um... I didn't mean to do that one, and I didn't mean to do the one before. You do it meaning to. I'm being, I'm being punished for your sins. Kelly, you're making... You're gesturing wildly. What are you trying to say? Because I didn't get the sign language. I wanted you to play the bleep. Well, oh, she's, not, she's, not sworn, she's not sworn yet. Oh, no. I'm not going to swear. Oh, cat. Cat. Stop it. For goodness sakes. Right, but, we, but, but, but we've got no content for the next 37 minutes. Is that what we're saying? We need some phone calls, and boy, oh boy, we need some phone calls fast. What are they going to phone about? Tell them the Specsaver story. No one's called in about the Specsaver story. To, I want to hear different people's voices and what they think they Here's the like. thing. I don't get the thing, OK? They say that if you are blind in one eye, you have no depth perception. That's rubbish. If I cover one eye, I can still see that Kath's about 10 foot away, Kelly's about 13 foot away... And uh, Danny is about 14 foot away. It's a boy, Danny. It's a different Danny. I, go, no, I don't know who he is either. Anyway, he's, 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 I like he's him. He's on your side. I know he's he? on my side, so I like him. I don't know who he is. But I've got depth perception. I can perceive depth. So what is that nonsense? boasting. Well, no, but what is that nonsense about, oh, if you've only got one eye, you can't perceive depth? Yes. I think... What, what, Kath, I'm actually talking... I'm trying to get some bants going. I'm trying to ignite the bants fire. Oh, it just sounded like you were boasting, so I was going to let you carry on about your 2020 vision, it's supervision. Not, I've not got 2020 vision. 40-40. 30-30 vision. What does that mean? It means I can see something 30 feet away. Oh, good. I can see the number 30, 30 feet away. I've got 30-30 vision. You don't hear about that very often, because not many people have it. I, I, tell you what else you don't hear very often. Yes. A councillor saying, I'm really upset that people are upset. We're going to sort things out. We've had some reacts. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, tell that councillor you had on earlier about the roundabout to run in the general election, regardless of party, I will vote for her, says Damon. Ruth Vigor Headley, the cabinet member for transportation at Bucks County Council. A revelation in the world of politics. Someone who was uh, accountable and interested. She came on. I'm all set to have a go at her about a dangerous roundabout. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because we thought she was going to come on and say, yeah. well, there need to be so many accidents before we can act. She said, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that people are upset. I'll tell you what, um, I'll get, try and get down there this week and I'll bring a technician and we'll see what we can do. Wind sails. Just, 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 hey, um, uh, Mr. Duris, Lutonborough County, all of those places. I, I really suggest you listen to that and learn. Because once you've done that, I've got nowhere to go. There doesn't need to be a row. I've got no... I'm sat there thinking, oh, blimey, I've got, I've got to fill the next seven minutes. I've got nothing to say to her now. 
She was great. Any more f- feedback? Yes, we have. Adam in St Albans. With regard to public figures who may not appear as helpful as Ruth, councils get a lots of priorities. It isn't good practice to allow lo- local radio to set those priorities, even when it thinks it's being helpful, says Adam. Well, Adam, are you su- Adam? call up, please. I'd like to speak to you. Are you suggesting that when people complain that they think somewhere is, is dangerous, that we should ignore that? By the way, we didn't set that priority. They've been trying the council and they got nowhere, so yeah. they went to the press, which yeah. is what people do and which is what makes Britain great. Oh, yeah, listen, your first port of call, if you've got a problem, you go to your, your, your local council, you go to your MP, uh, and hopefully they will sort it out. Hopefully you'll get someone like Ruth who'll go, oh, OK, right, let's see what we can do. If they don't, then as a last resort, I would say, or one of the last resorts, you write a letter to your local paper or you phone up your local radio station and say, hey, listen, I've got this problem when we think lives might be at risk or this isn't getting fixed and we've got nowhere to go. Do you think you could help? And it's a shame that sometimes that's what it takes to, to get people to do stuff. Uh, so we're not setting the agenda, we're responding to the, 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 the cries of our local people. And just to be fair, sometimes that letter doesn't go to the right person, yep. and so it ends up on the bottom of someone else's pile and never seen. So, you know, sometimes a little mind jogger, it's not that we're setting priorities, sometimes we do, but not always. I taught my boys how to do this yesterday. Do it. I've never been able to. You build up a sweat. Oh no, I can't do that. My boys thought that was hilarious. Yep. About an hour later, I heard them getting told off by their mum for doing it. <laughs> Would you like to explain what it is that you're doing? For I think we all know what he was doing. Don't we? I, I think the listeners know. I think they've got a good idea. Right, last 30-odd minutes of the show. We've not got a lot to talk about. It's over to you, dear listener. You can come on and talk about anything you want. Anything you want. Anything. We ended up talking about the conspiracy theory surrounding the moon landings the other day. You could, I've been receiving abuse on Twitter for not talking about Gaza. Don't quite know what a local BBC radio station is supposed, to be, is supposed to do to solve the problem. If you want to talk about that, you can. If you want to talk about what food your voice sounds like, you're more than welcome to. If you want to phone up and say, hey... Well done to the Cabinet Member for Transportation at Bucks County Council for taking the challenge on the chin. You can do. If you want to phone up and say the show's rubbish, you're welcome to. You can't phone up and talk about the situation with Kath. That is, that is off limits. That's the only time, uh, uh, for legal reasons, I'm going to impose an off limits rule. Everything else, everything else legal is... Legal reasons? What are you talking about legal? Oh, you'll see... Um, d- don't worry Have about it. Have you heard something? Well, uh, yeah. Oh, you, anyway, don't, don't, you, you'll, see the, you'll see the lady boss later on. So, so for legal reasons, I can't talk about it. Not until the court case. Um, so if you want to call about anything else, 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Denham, the reports that Denham Avenue is currently blocked southbound. It's partially blocked at the A40 Oxford Road because of a breakdown. Uh, we'll have more on that as soon as we have it. Uh, delays on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. It's heavy on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenish North and Junction 7 for Stevenish South. And very slow again on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's slow on the A31 in North Watford, northbound at the Dome roundabout. I'm Chris Gold's BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. Luton Borough Council has launched a legal challenge against plans to build thousands of homes north of Halton Regis. It says Central Bedfordshire Council is building homes that aren't affordable when there's a dire lack of housing in the town. A 13-year-old boy has drowned in the River Thames at Marlow. Drivers recovered his body from the water near Gosmore Lane last night. EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours, following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. The Luton-based airline says it will review its decision on a day-by-day basis. And the weather will be cloudy at first, but staying dry with plenty of sunshine. Top temperatures around 28 degrees Celsius. That's 82 degrees Fahrenheit. On to sport and the Commonwealth Games gets underway today with the opening ceremony in Glasgow. Olympic legend Sir Chris Hoy, who has the velodrome venue named after him, says the Games are a great opportunity for young athletes. Glasgow is going to be spectacular. You get to compete for, for your home country. It's often a chance for new athletes to come through. In track cycling, for example, at the Olympic Games, you get one rider per event per nation. And at the Commonwealth Games, you get three. So there's, there's far more um, inclusion for some of the younger athletes. In football, striker Paul Benson has signed a two-year contract with Luton Town after being released by Swindon. Benson spent last season on loan at Kenilworth Road, scoring 18 goals in 38 games. Meanwhile, manager John Still has given Steve McNulty a new contract. Wickham came from 2-0 down to draw with Chesham at the Meadow last night. MK Dons beat League 2 Dagenham and Redbridge by one goal to nil. There's some concern for captain Dean Lewington, who was taken off with a knee injury. He's due to celebrate his testimonial against Nottingham Forest on Sunday and Stevenage beat Tunbridge Angels 3-1 in their latest pre-season friendly. The Queen's Horse Estimate has tested positive for morphine. Initial findings suggest the problem lies in contaminated feed. Here's our horse racing correspondent, Cornelius Lysett. Last week, racing's regulator, the British Horse Racing Authority, announced that five horses had tested positive for morphine, prohibited on race days, but declined to give any further information pending an investigation. It was Buckingham Palace which revealed that one of the five is the Queen's best horse of the moment, the Sir Michael Stout-trained Estimate, winner of last year's Gold Cup at Royal Ascot and only beaten in a thrilling finish to the race this year. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. You speak. Nothing to say. Say hello. Nothing. Nothing here. Well, that's an invitation. What do I say? Phone me. I don't want to phone you, Gavin, doing this. No. I'll phone you now. Say, phone me, Ian Lee, on 08459455555. I did that before the news. They thought you were kidding. I wasn't kidding. Literally nothing. What are you going to do then? I don't know. I'm just going to go quiet and hope it goes away. Got any music we could play, like hold music? Um, let me have a little look. I might have something. Have you got like Albatross by Fleetwood Mac? Um, hang on a second, hang on a second. Um, oh. Should I count Justin? Uh, Should I count Justin? Why? 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 How? Why? How? Oh, that's us. Call me now. Oh, hang on, this will do. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh no, oh no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. 
Have a nice little sing-along there, Just. Oh, boss, you know what? When I go out on the streets for you, when yep. I take it to the streets, yep. that's the one thing <laughs> that people talk about more than anything <laughs> else. Hey, you know that song about the boa constrictor? Uh, Who does that song? Well, I don't that's, know. Uh, that's Peter, Paul and Mary, I think. Is it really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legendary uh, and, trio. And uh, our boy boss, Lawrence, put us in touch with that song. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> nice uh, one, Lance. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lance. You know our boss is called Lawrence, yeah? Uh, well, he's Lance to me. Um, Lance yeah, Cowhorn. <laughs> it's sad, isn't it, that of all the uh, the effort and work we put into constructing this beast of a show, mm. uh, that the thing they remember most is a kid's song about being eaten by a snake. I know, it's crazy. The yeah. crazy world we live in. Crazy, crazy world we live in. Now, Justin, listen, I'm not being rude. We, mm. we haven't got nothing for the rest of the show. OK. No, we, we have got nothing for the rest of the show. What are you after, boss? Um, well, uh, some content. OK. Um, <sighs> give me an avenue. Give me a road to drive down, baby. <laughs> I've got myself in second gear. I want to take it to fifth by nine. <laughs> i tell you what we've got here. Mm. This is this, this uh, thing in the mail. Uh, can't sleep in the heat. Ooh. Put your sheets in the fridge. What? Yeah. Well, I quite like the sound of this. No, 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 no. Really? Have you been to that place in London called the Ice Bar? No. They, they, they allow you in there for about 20 minutes or so. Everything is made out of ice. You put this big gown on and you go in. Yeah. Everything's freezing cold. Why would you want to do that? What, what go to an ice bar? Yeah, why would you want to do that? Well, I, I don't know. Why would you want to put your sheets in the fridge? Because it's really, really hot at night. No, absolute rubbish. What do you mean? It's not rubbish, it's hot at night. I'll tell you what you do. Yeah. You, you, you take off the duvet and you sleep naked. Oh, I have been sleep, sleeping naked recently. And it, I, I, I really don't like... Um, I don't like it. <laughs> why? I don't like parts of my body touching the sheets. Wow, you're strange. And I'm not strange. I think it's perfectly natural. Oh, I know the problem here. You've got the wrong sheets. You need soft sheets. I've got soft sheets. No, obviously not soft enough. Oh. Because when you get the really nice soft ones, yep. your body parts uh, against that sheet will feel refreshed. Don't eat too late. Having a big meal just before you turn in is one of the worst things you can do. I always eat just before I go to bed, because I go to bed at 8 o'clock. Is this seriously in a national newspaper? Yeah. Advice on on how to sleep. And it's on a BBC radio station now. Wow, this is incredible. Okay, so you want top tips before 9 on on how people are sleeping during the heat? Yes, please, Dealey. Okay, boss. Cheers, fella. Cheers, boss. Love you. Uh, Colin's in Dunsmore. Big up yourself, Col. Morning. Morning, Colin. Be alert. The world needs more alerts. Oh. Oh. Right. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought I was going to get you with that one. Well, uh, that, that's from that um, book of graffiti by uh, by Colin somebody, wasn't it? I don't know. There was a book of graffiti by... Uh, someone will tell me. 08459 555. Who done that book of graffiti? I'm sure it was, was, was Colin somebody. Uh, and one of the, the... The only one I remember was, uh, stay alert, the world needs more alerts. And I grew up for years thinking that Lert, the, 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 there was a thing, such a thing called lert. You could get lerts. Mm. But there isn't. No. So it doesn't make any sense. So there's me as a six-year-old reading that book of graffiti and thinking it was an hilarious joke. Well, actually, it wasn't. It was nonsense. Mm. Never mind. Is that it? 
Well, don't know. Do you want to go through the front pages with me, Colin? Front pages of what? What, uh, what do you think? Don't know. The newspapers? Well, I suppose it could be. Right, OK. Shall we go through them? Let's go. Th- let's start with the Daily Mail. Come okay? on in. Right. Clamour grows for Tory party to return the huge donations it's been given by oligarchs and Putin cronies. Hand back the rubles, Dave. I don't know. You, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I, I don't like politics. OK. What about the Queen's horse being a junkie? Queen's horse being a junkie? Yeah, the Queen's horse high on morphine. Sorry, don't get that one. Well, no, it, it, no uh, it's not a joke, mate. The Queen's horse has been tested and found positive for being on drugs. Oh, has it? I don't read the papers, you see. No, but... but, but you. Well, we just... Lee just did it on the news eight minutes ago. Uh, and I I'm, was putting the bin bags out. And I'm telling you now. All it needs is an instant reaction. Um, pass. <laughs> Daily Express. Migrant family on £55,000 a year benefits. Couple with 15 children want bigger home. Shouldn't be allowed. No, hang on. It should be allowed. They should be given a bigger home. They've got 15 kids. Nah. Um, let's have a little, little look. The scandal of soft-touch Britain has been exposed by a migrant family of 17 living in a three-bedroom house. The supersized Toma family from Romania were so desperate for a new life, they lied so their brood could live together in one of the worst cases of overcrowding ever seen. You want, you want 17 kids, 15 kids, to be crowded into a three-bedroom house? Oh, no. So we should give them a bigger house? Um, no, I might pass on that one. Which we can't keep passing on them! I can. Oh, flipping it. Steve's in St Albans. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. What have you got for us? Well, I was wondering if, if Catherine goes into that do, she can say she's got Tourette's, couldn't she? Uh, what, if she goes into the, meet, the meeting with the boss? Yeah, yeah. Well, but we know that she hasn't, Steve. We know she's just got a potty mouth and well, she's got um, bad uh, bad control. Well, she should be working with me then. Me and her will be a good pair together. Well, what, what do you work in? A swear a sweratorium? It could be that. Many other things, yeah. But, uh, yeah, when, when I'm with the animals and that, I'll usually say a few words, blasphemous words, right, you know. Do you swear at animals? Oh, when the buggers stand on you or something like that, yeah. Did that make you feel like a big man? Um, no, but it, 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 it relieves the pain a bit. Get this, Steve. I had a go at a fella for swearing in front of kids yesterday, and he got he got really nasty. Did you get punched in the nose? He didn't punch me in the nose. If I'd have pushed it, uh, he told me to get um, get the f away. Yeah. And uh, let's just say, I did. <laughs> I wasn't going to stick around for any heroics. What's that thing running up the middle of your back? Is it yellow? Hey, I went up to him in the first place. He's some dead common horrible bloke with a shaved head, tattoos, uh, um, earrings, swearing in front of kids. I went up to him and said, oh, excuse me, mister. I didn't say mister, I'm not nine from the, from the Victorian era. I'm not an Oliver. I went, oi, mate, watch your language. There are kids here. And he swore at me. Oh, that's unusual. Here, and another thing, have you thought that Catherine could be getting your job? 
Very, very unlikely, Steve, after the meeting I had with the lady boss yesterday. Very unlikely. Oh, oh so it means then that you, you've stirred it right out for it. Uh, uh, mate, listen, I've just reported the truth. <laughs> I could report the truth sometimes, but I can bend it one way or the other, couldn't I? Yeah, exactly, Steve. Just just reporting the truth. That's that's all we do here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, um, Lena on Twitter says, Guys, guys, can you tell me where I can get some of that morphine-laced feed from, please? I'm asking for a friend. Uh, the picture of me wearing a dog collar is up on Twitter, if you want to have a little look at that. Connor's in the New Forest. Morning, Connor. Hello. Hello, Connor. What I you got? Just- well, I just wanted to talk about um, how on earth did morphine get into water? Like, how does it get contaminated? How did they get mixed up? Well, this is that the Queen's Ascot Gold Cup winning horse fails the drug test. We go to page nine. Yeah. One of the Queen's prize racehorses has tested positive for a banned drug. Estimate, what a stupid name for a horse. Why do, why do we give horses stupid names like that? I have no idea. There's so many around here, and they, they just charge into our... And one stole one of our towels last night. A horse, sorry? A, ho- a horse stole our t- one of our towels last night. Unbelievable. In the New Forest. Unbelievable. They, they crashed through the fence. Oh, are these these I... wild ponies? Yeah. What's yeah. that all about? Because I've been to the New Forest, and there are, there are ponies literally just wandering all over the place. Well, I was talking to a taxi driver yesterday because we got stranded in um, a town because bus, our bus drove past us. Oh, yeah. Which is quite annoying. But, um, yeah, we were talking to the taxi driver, and he said that they're owned. They are privately owned, but basically they, the owners just let them roam around the forest. And then at the end of the year, they sell them to someone else who just does exactly the same thing. Hang on a minute. So the wild ponies of the New Forest are owned. Someone owns them for a year and then sells them a year later. Yep. Are you allowed to eat them? No, no. Well, I I don't know, really, but I haven't seen it on the menu. Would you ever eat a horse? Well, we probably have. um, (laughs) Do you remember the horse meat scandal? I wonder yeah. how many people got arrested for that, um, um, and then charged. Um, 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 zero? Nothing was ever done about that. Oh, Ferrari, no. oh, it comes from Poland. Oh, no, it comes from Yorkshire. Oh, no, it comes from Devon. Oh, no, it comes from Romania. And then we've yeah. just forgotten about it. Yeah, I know. I would totally... I had my first ever pork pie yesterday, Connor. OK. It was, it was quite how nice. Was it was nice. It was given oh, to me by that? Mike Reed of uh, Banning Relax fame. I quite enjoyed it. Oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm feeling... Cause I'm trying to find out... How if there's any explanation for how this has infected was it, this horse was infected? See, uh, yeah, I, mm. I can't. Well, people, did the headline say that um, it's banned on race day and that it's not yeah. banned on other days? I'm so glad you picked up on that because yeah. I heard that as well. Uh, uh, morphine is banned on race days. So does that mean at the weekend then the, the horse can go and have a little morphine party, chill out for a bit, and you know <laughs> r- relax? Yeah. Well, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's okay on other days. It's just not on this. It certainly does. Connor, why are you, the, new, the New Forest is miles away. Why on earth are you listening to this, this rubbish? Why aren't you listening to I don't know oh. New Forest FM? Well, basically, I well I'm from High Wycombe. Oh yeah, sorry to. So hear I that. listen to you every morning. Yeah. Um, and then I come here and I have to get up eight every morning. So oh. all my friends are still sleeping, but I thought I'd listen to you in the sun. Connor, we listen. Well, I, I, um, I, I, you sound like a young man. Am I right? Yes, I'm 16. Yeah, but, well, uh, Connor. In the words of, of your generation, Wagwan, big up yourself and maximum respect. Yeah, Connor. Thank you very much indeed. <sighs> I still got it. <laughs> 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Denham, the reports that the uh, Denham Avenue southbound is partially blocked at the A40 Oxford Road because of a breakdown. More on that when we have it. Delays on the M25 anticlockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. It's heavy on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage North and 7 for Stevenage South. Very slow again on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's slow on a few parts of the A1, firstly on the Great North Road at uh, the Black Cat roundabout. Also queuing southbound at Stirling corner which is causing problems back to Boreham Wood and slow further down between the Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. It's slow on the A31 in North Watford, northbound at the Dome Roundabout. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Wednesday the 23rd of July I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Luton Borough Council says building expensive homes on land near Houghton Regis will do nothing to solve the town's housing crisis Police divers have recovered the body of a 13 year old boy who's drowned in the River Thames at Marlow And EasyJet has suspended all flights to Tel Aviv for the next 24 hours following the decision by airlines in America not to fly to Israel. 08459 555555. It's open season. Literally, well, almost anything is open for debate, apart from the situation uh, involving Kath's possible suspension and uh, the legal case that may or may not be as a result of that. But uh, anything apart from that is up for grabs. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a beautiful start across most places. There is still a bit of cloud lingering around for some, but it is gradually starting to lift. It's kind of restricted now to parts of uh, North Buckinghamshire and uh, Bedfordshire, but it is gradually going. It's melting away. We're getting the blue sky elsewhere, and that's going to be the story of the day. The temperature outside at the moment ranging between 16 and 18 Celsius already. By the end of the afternoon, we're likely to see the temperature up at 28 Celsius. That's 82 degrees in Fahrenheit. Perhaps a little bit of light relief in the form of a gentle easterly breeze today which could just make things feel a little more comfortable overnight it's not bad either a nice end to the day sunshine and it'll feel warm once the sunset's just gone nine we'll get some clear spells but perhaps a little bit of cloud moving in through the middle part of the night but another warm and muggy one minimum temperature 15 celsius but townsend city's likely to be a few degrees warmer so a warm dry start tomorrow a similar start actually you could get a bit of cloud at first but it will melt away and temperatures similar to today's at 28 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start crying soon. We don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person who can sort this out. The JVS Show, on BBC Three Counties Radio. I forgot to ask Jonathan, maybe he can let me know, um, I am thoroughly enjoying his uh, pursuance of uh, the nightclub owner. Are you doing anything on that today? Not today. Okay. I was enjoying it so much that yesterday I, was, I drove completely out of range and I was listening in really bad quality on um, AM. And then when I got to where I was going, 
and I went to the BBC iPlayer to listen to it on my telephone as I, as I was enjoying it so much. Excellent. Nice. It's a cracking story. Not doing it today. It's a cracking story, though, and handled superbly. Um, Alan's emailed in. Ian, I listened to your show from Wiltshire. Thanks for that, Alan. Excellent stuff. Why? It's weird, isn't it? You've got your own local radio stations. I know. Most of them are rubbish. But still, it's, it seems uh, odd. OK, we've got some texts here. I'm going to read these out. I, I'm... Uh, Leslie in Watford says, Kath, stop rising to his bait. You have us behind you. You spelled have wrong. Online petitions, protests outside the office. Just keep reminding him of what he said to Roger Daltrey. I was very respectful to Roger Daltrey of The Who. Uh, Mark in Bedford, I appreciate the lady saying she was going to investigate the roundabout, but she's not actually done anything yet. Let's wait before we get too excited. Well, the fact that she even said she was going to do something is more than we normally get. Free Kath, free Kath, free Kath. Well, that's the rumour. Wow. Sorry? I'm actually really worried, and you're making remarks about my price. Listen, I wouldn't. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, because it's now, it's out of your hands. It's in, I was going to say God's hands. It's not. It's in the hands of the bosses here. It's not. It's in the hands of, of the regionals. Well, and it's I, fine. I feel like I'm going to get done for things that you've done. <laughs> mate, mate, the tape speak for itself. I know, but what about all the tapes I've got on you? The ta- Oh, you fine. I'm encouraged to be a maverick. I go in, I apologise, and I don't do it again. It's easier for me to apologise than you, because I'm a celebrity. Now, oh. all I'm suggesting is, you've got to eat some humble pie, baby, but even that humble pie is going to taste so, so bitter on your sweet, sweet tongue, ain't going to be enough to you get you out of this restaurant. You're going to be so sorry. If I'm not here tomorrow, you'll know that this is serious, because I'm quite worried. Oh, mate, it'll be fine. Go in there, you go in there, and you say sorry, and you apologise, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. These things, they, they like to make a, a lot of puff and bluster around this. Go, I mean, what you've done, and with today, Today's thing as well, it makes it even worse. What? And it was out, yesterday was outrageous. Yesterday was outrageous. It was fair play. Uh, and I've worked on a station where someone got sacked immediately. They were taken off air immediately for doing something not quite as bad as that. Yeah, but they don't but, have to fill in all the forms on commercial, do no, they? No, exactly, exactly. Commercial radio is a different thing. Boom, you're out. Uh, uh, seriously, go in. I've been winding you up. Uh, uh, it was out of order what you did. And didn't it didn't mean to, though. Everyone makes mistakes, don't they? There is a chance it might go legal. So you need to go in there. You need to go in there today. You need to do what Ruth did. Hands up, baby. Hands up. Give me give your me heart. Love. Give me, give me give your me heart. heart. Give me, give me all oh, your love. All oh, your love. All oh, your love. Not taking it seriously in the slightest, am I? Why, Kath, when you go in, just keep calm. Yeah. Don't swear. I won't <laughs> swear. I don't do it on purpose. You, you, you say that, but you've got the pottiest... All right, all right, OK, so listen. No, don't. No, no, just No, tell, don't, no. please, because... Je, no, just... OK, so... Y- no, because it's, t- it's seven right. minutes to nine, please So I'm, I'm the boss. You walk into my office. What's the first thing you say? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, that's it. You're out. You're out if that happens. Jenny's on the line. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning. We're having a bit of fun. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be all right. I'm oh, sure yeah. it'll be fine. She just needs to go in, uh, apologise, eat humble pie, um, and, and I'm sure the legal action can be stopped before it gets too far. Yeah. Jenny, what you got for us? Well, I was listening to you talking about your what was it pork pie you had yesterday. Mike Reed gave me my first ever pork pie. Yes, because you're eating meat again. Oh, I'm loving the meat. Well, I tell you what, it made me think straight away. It's a few years ago now, I ate the most fantastic sausage roll made of ostrich meat. What? (laughs) Listen to me, Ian. Oh, baby, I'm listening. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It was, you know, it was so good 
that I've never been able to eat an ordinary sausage roll since because it just can't compare. I'm salivating. It, I'll tell you what, you you would be. Yeah. It was It was like beef. Have you had beef yet? I've had beef, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was like the best... That's beef every morning. The best, leanest, oh, loveliest... Beefiest beef ever. The beefiest beef ever? Yes. Oh, it was man. absolutely fantastic. I, I, Jenny, now I will eat anything. Oh. Would you? No. Horse. Would you eat horse? Well, if I... Well, I probably have. Yeah, I but mean, if, if, you're, if you're in a restaurant and horse is on the menu, would you eat horse? Well, if I knew that I... Yeah, I, anything that, that tastes nice. Anything that tastes nice. Yeah, why not? Dog. If it tasted nice. Right, so hang on, you'd eat anything then, cat? Yeah, if it tasted nice. Rabbit? Yes. Well, I used to eat rabbit anyway. Snake? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> what about if it tasted nice? Mm, yeah, probably. You're not, you're not so convinced by no, the snake. No, 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 I'm a bit funny. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a, it would be a dead snake. Could I convince you to um, eat some snake? If... A little tiny bit. You want a little bit of snake? <laughs> a little tiny bit, just a taste. little taste of snake. But then if I liked it, I would eat it again. Yeah. I don't think I'd eat a snail, though, Ian. Oh, I've had snails. Oh, you haven't, have me, you? Me and my boy, when we went to France, he was, a four-year-old, was well excited, and he was getting them all out, and he was he had more than me. Oh. They do taste like bogeys. <laughs> they, have that, they have that texture, do you know what I mean? That's that kind of texture. Oh. And all you can taste, really, is garlic, because they're smothered in garlic, oh, but they're no. nice. Oh, no, I wouldn't eat that, then. I wouldn't. I don't like the idea of it feeling like a bogey. Jenny, thank you very much indeed. Justin. Morning, boss. Would you eat a dead snake roll? No, of course I wouldn't. Why? Do you know what? I'm going to make a revelation right now. Yeah? I hate snakes. I'm scared of them so much. I saw a snake once in my life face to face, and I probably ran as fast as Linford Christie. Wowzers. In his heyday. In his heyday, may wow. I just add. What's wrong with snakes? They're disgusting, horrible creatures. What's the point in a snake? You give me one good point for the existence of snakes on our planet. They you can't. I can. Go on. They corrupted mankind. <laughs> horrible things. And why would you keep one as a pet? Why would you do that? Is there something wrong with people out there? Yes, I'll answer that question. Well, that's Justin with his own little self-contained uh, package there. Mm. We've been asking you to go out and find out people's tips for keeping cool at night. What yes. you got? Well, I have to say that these are not great. Oh. Uh, but uh, you <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've given me ten minutes' notice. I've been asking people for their, their top tips on how to sleep during the heat. Ian, here's what people had to say. George, the big question of the day. How do you sleep in the heat? I can't. I can only sleep unless I've got a drink down me. Got a couple of men here uh, tanned up in their shorts this morning. Sir, how do you sleep in the heat? Ian wants to know. Take your clothes off. Simple as that. Simple as that. That's what I said. I mean, you can't go wrong there, can no. you? Lovely and cool. Okay, what about yourself? Um, same, really. I do open all the windows. We no clothes on. We don't sleep together. We are brothers, but we don't sleep together, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, Jim. Hey, Michael. Lovely bag there. Michael, how do you sleep in the heat, sir? Oh, I'll keep my window open. Anything else? No, that's all. Really? What about this idea of putting your bed sheets in the fridge? Would you try that? Uh, um, no, no, I don't think very hygienic. You seem like a very hygienic man. Uh, I do my best. Yeah. Change your underpants once a day? Of course. 
You could have a, these these tips. They've got a whole page out of this. I have, know it's have incredible. Have a cool shower. Yeah. Keep your keep your pajamas on. According to Dr. Neil Stanley, an independent sleep expert, yeah, it's actually good. better to wear pajamas. <laughs> the pajama fabric draws sweat away from your body and will make you feel cooler. Uh, I mean, we had some other ones. People saying use a fan, but all that does is circulate the hot air. Somebody else said air conditioning. Yeah, it's great if you can afford air conditioning. That, of course, I'm sure will be the best thing to have. But, but seriously, Ian, the best thing is just to sleep naked, my friend. Try it this evening with me, and tomorrow you're going to work and you'll feel all refreshed. Try it with you. Yeah, listen, I'm doing it for the programme. You want me to come and... and Come over this evening. Top and tail. Come over this evening, sleep naked, I promise you. Tomorrow, you will feel like a different man. Why? What are you going to do? Well, not a lot, but I'm just saying. If you sleep naked, try it, and I'll prove you right. Have I said something? Ian? Boss? Hmm. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Denham, there are reports that the Denham Avenue is uh, blocked partially on southbound at the A40 Oxford Road because of a breakdown. And in Brogborough, on the A421, there are reports that that's partially blocked at the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford on the roundabout. Delays on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And it's still slow on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. I'm Chris Golds, BBC Three Counties Radio. Chris, thank you very much indeed. Thank you to all of your calls. JVS is up next. Should be a cracking show. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Kelly and Justin. Maybe Kath. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, is racism still a problem?